0: This week on Out Now with Aaron and Abe. It's our 500th episode. We did it.
1: 500. 500 big ones. I'm going to get 500 tacos for a dollar. Wait a minute. I forgot
2: my introduction.
0: We are now recording, and this is Out Now with Aaron and Abe. I am Aaron, as always. This is
1: Abe. Hello,
0: hello, hello. for many years, Out Now has been a film podcast where Abe and I discuss new movies weekly. That has not changed. <laughs> it is still a weekly podcast where we cover new movies. thought you were going to um, drop another shoe on me. Uh, yeah, I you know, I kind of set it up that way, but yeah, that's not like, what happened.
1: Oh, a surprise on the air?
0: Yeah, well, not this time, but we do have these special bonus episodes, whether it's one of our fun commentaries or something completely different. And this is something completely different because it only happens once. It's our 500th episode. Boom five zero zero
1: i mean congratulations aaron <laughs> congratulations abe yeah we've Not made it <laughs> yeah I, I guess we made it you know i am hoping that you know we get a, a publisher's clearinghouse check sometime soon that's but how it works that's how all podcasts yeah work. yeah, yeah that, that's that's you know care. what happens right yeah yeah
0: now loyal listeners or those in the know are well aware that we've crossed 500 by default just by having so many bonuses and commentaries over the <laughs> past 11 years, 12 years that we do in this podcast. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. But in terms of these official numbered episodes where we record a, a talk about a movie or what have you, mm-hmm. this is 500 and it's a big one. <laughs> it's That's a big right.
1: It's half a thousand. <laughs> oh, oh, okay.
0: Is there an area code associated with 500? Probably.
1: I highly doubt it. That's too <laughs> That's too even of a number. Now, if we're talking 501 or 505, maybe. 501 is one, yeah. That's a, that's a denim brand for this jean. <laughs> ah, yeah. uh, yes. Denim yeah, la- last week when we did our, our 499s. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay, so, yeah, we're here for episode 500, and we've yeah. got a we've got a few things planned. We got We got a few things planned. I mean, here. it's
1: it's a packed episode.
0: Yeah, it's a packed episode. We're gonna we're gonna cover a movie like we do. We're gonna talk about the summer movie gamble as we do. We got some games to get into. Yeah, multiple. We got, we got some uh, best of the year so far to talk about because it's the midpoint of the year. It just right. happened to line up that way. So yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff and some other fun things that might be happening as well. So uh, get ready, <laughs> strap in, buckle your seatbelts. Put on that protective sheets because there's what like a splash zone, like the, you know, put on that. <laughs> the one that you have to pay for at Universal? They give them to you, Universal. Oh, they do. Okay. Oh, yeah, The water the water world. They don't, they don't, they don't worry about making you pay for those mm. your, your smocks. Or... Yeah,
1: you've already paid $80 for a ticket.
0: Universal is fairly cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <in> comparison, <laughs> we are rooting for universal already. Don't worry about universal. It's okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, strap it, because we we got a lot of stuff to cover um first up some show notes because that's how we do things here <laughs> um et commentary we recorded that a few weeks ago now it's a lot of fun it's a pack show as far as the, the facts and the fun that we're going over talking about et uh that's available now on the old itunes where you can find all the other episodes about now out there underneath. you can find our show you can search just the title find it pops up pretty quickly because you don't even you know, you have to type the whole thing you just type out and, and it's there mm-hmm. pretty good that way you know
1: why it happens that way hmm we have over 500 episodes. Exactly. Exactly. That's the reason. <laughs> Good call. I, that's not even a flex. It's more just like, oh, they've got a lot, so we got to index it.
0: Exactly. That, it's <laughs> that's just truth. Yeah. So you can so where was I in this story of how to write reviews? Uh, you can you find our show. How to
1: search <laughs> you can you can click the old <laughs> reviews
0: tab, and there it is. You can click, <laughs> tab, you can click <laughs> some stars, you can write a sentence or two, a math formula, as Ava suggested, some kind of recipe perhaps. We still and yeah. yeah, it'd be great. And then it just pops up in the old iTunes charts.
1: Thank you so much in advance. Yeah.
0: Okay. So what else when it comes to show notes during the summer, we have to go over, of course the summer movie gamble mm-hmm. summer gamble X. Uh, this is of course where Abe and I, along with many other guests that are frequent on this show have all predicted what we think are going to be the top 10 highest grossing films of the summer at the domestic box office. We have our predictions in place. We're in the thick of summer right now. Lots of movies <laughs> have come out, lots of movies have made money. Some haven't made that much money, but regardless we need to go over where things stand. Um, Minions debuted this weekend. Minions: Sorry, Minions: Colon the Rise of Gru. Another heavy contender when it comes to the the box office gamble. And Abe, how do you know offhand how much it grossed this weekend? I, I can I guess you? Of course,
1: you can guess. Hmm. Sixty five million dollars.
0: I'm not even sure if that's half. What Um, it, it, it. but by the end of this Fourth of July weekend, by the way, Happy Independence Day! Eh? Yeah, um, welcome to Earth. By the end, by the end of this Fourth of July weekend, it's going to have grossed 123 million dollars. <laughs> wow. Okay. In its opening weekend. Uh, uh, put, wow, that's to, incredible. To put things into perspective, uh, it's Friday. It opened with 48 million dollars, which was higher than all of Lightyear's first weekend. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, so minions is not lost popularity whatsoever it's making a ton of money and it's probably going to keep making that money because kids like minions uh, oh, so
1: gosh they yeah. really do it's uh it's going to make a huge steve chunk carell never have to work a day in his life again
0: because <laughs> that's why he's working now because of yeah. all the
1: debts he has exactly yeah, that are you not know.
0: covered by the office you, yeah I was like, you else. saw
1: how much paper he had to sell I mean, he's definitely in debt.
0: I'm pretty sure he was set after Evan Almighty, but, you know. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, Minions was easily number one this weekend, eclipsing every other movie. Um, But that said, Top Gun Maverick, number two. two. Keep in mind, Top Gun and Elvis competed last week. Elvis wound up number one. But now uh, Top Gun Maverick. Back above back above the king. Mm-hmm. Above the king. Uh, it made another 25 million dollars. That's really good. It's really good. It's it's yeah. it's gotta be like one of the highest sixth
1: weekends of all time. Uh-huh. It's only down 14% from last weekend. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, that's like 50% down it, from like a month and a half ago. Yeah, it's wild how much it's making. It's currently at
0: 564 million total in America. It's over a billion point wow. one um at this point, by the way, worldwide, which is yeah. insane. Uh with all of this said elvis and the black phone which we'll be talking about later mm-hmm. um, both held on pretty well elvis is number three 19 million only down 39 that's okay. a pretty good hold for like an adult long movie like elvis and mm-hmm. that's pretty good it's at 67 total i mean total. it's it's no hound dog it, it ain't nothing but <laughs> so you're wrong <laughs> i guess that's what i'm saying <laughs> uh but it's uh it's at 67 total domestic uh, a little higher worldwide. I'm sorry, how much? 67 domestic. Okay, so far. total. I yeah. think most of us have Elvis too, like in the gamble, around like the eighth or ninth spot, something like that. So, yeah. Okay. Shaping up pretty well in that regard. Mm-hmm. Uh, Black, the Black Phone, by the way, only down 48% for a horror movie. That's pretty good. That's a pretty good. Horror. I mean, it probably, it, how much did it make? It made 12 million this weekend. Which is great. I yeah, mean, his budget was like eight million or something. But yeah, his budget are generally <laughs> low for a movie yeah. like this. So yeah, you like, my Blumhouse. Movie. So
1: it's already it's already superseded it or I'm sorry it exceeded it in two weekends, right? Yeah, it's at forty. Yeah, it's at forty seven million total. Oh my gosh. Um, domestic. Which yeah. again, for a horror
0: movie like this in the middle of Minions, Top Gun, Elvis, Jurassic World, that's pretty right. great. <laughs> that's a pretty yeah. good. Old. So just to just to backtrack, Black Phone was supposed to come out in January. And the buzz was so strong on it that Warner Brothers, like, or sorry, Universal was like, let's move this to the summer. And they did. And you know what? It paid off. Work it's out. doing as well as it needs to be doing for this kind of movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jurassic World's just ahead of, ahead of it at number four, made 40, 15 million, it's down 41% from last week. It's at 331 total domestic.
1: Oof, it's, at okay. like,
0: it's like 800 something worldwide. This doesn't matter. It's just interesting to
1: me. No, it's just more that like, I think but, a lot yeah. of us had Jurassic World number one and Top Gun in like the top four. Yeah. Yeah. so i don't need to go over
0: all the numbers no. right now as far as where our standings are but i i all of this is very fascinating to me as far as where things are going to there's no it is not an easy pick for who's going to win the gamble right now like it, it is very up in the air and mm-hmm. four comes out next week which is not like it's about to make Ooh. anything any simpler um so oh, yeah man. um uh, what came in fifth fifth was black phone black phone um, sorry no yeah. you're right and then Lightyear not doing well. 64% drop in its third weekend. Lost a bunch of, lost like 500 screens. It has Uh 105 domestic total. Uh, So like, it's probably going to end up like around, depending on how other movies do, it's probably going to end up around like 8th or ninth place uh, by the end of this thing. Well, Um, so, you know, some of us that picked it as number one, like, I don't know, Marcus Robinson, probably not going to be the best (laughs) (laughs) bet for it. But you know what? It's in the, it gets you points. Yeah, it will get you some points. Yeah. I will just note, because this is great uh, as far as Movies that did make money um, that certainly didn't need to. Uh, Doctor Strange this weekend It's at number nine uh, with 390,000. Oh, I think it meant like
1: total. And I was like, at okay, Yeah, it's at
0: yeah, number nine this weekend. It, it lost like a 20, 1,200 screens because it's okay. on Disney Plus now and right, Disney yeah. has other movies out. So it makes sense that it's losing screens. But that's number nine. Number eight everything everywhere all at once I know which gained, which went up five percent and gained 80 screens nice it is a, it is a24's biggest film ever yeah. worldwide and domestic it's a 67 domestic understandably that's not a huge number when you look at these other movies but that remember everything everywhere all at once costs like 20 million yeah. and a24 films it's not like they're shattering record books all the time here so the fact that this movie that came out like eight weeks ago now with this no yeah. oh, that's not that's, that's wrong it came out uh, later, I think it but, came out uh, more up, than yeah. that like over 10 weeks now at this point still in the top 10 yeah gaining screens no less and it's on uh, blu-ray and 4k this and, coming yeah, week it's on, and it's, it's on premium and it's, vod right it's now. been
1: on vod yeah. yeah so the fact that it's gaining momentum is insane it's great i, I mean i love it for everybody involved and I, I i was just looking this up too i didn't look at the box office numbers but i was wondering if it was still being shown in in theaters and yeah much to my um you know uh joy it is so- part, part
0: of it's because there's just not a ton of product out there right now Studios uh-huh. have
1: been reticent to throw out more
0: movies this summer than normal for various reasons but when you look at these grosses it's like why movies are making sure. money people are yeah. going to the theaters so if that's Sorry, it
1: what's the total for for worldwide for everything everywhere um like 100 plus not 100 plus 86 okay. 86, okay. Which is still, I mean, the, the rate it's going, I mean, it's pretty it could a
0: little engine that could. Yeah. What does help also is that the, the momentum that it continues to have means that it, I mean, it's already A24's biggest film, so there's no reason it wouldn't be like an Oscar push for, that, for the studio right, already. Right. But the fact that it's still going means it's remaining in the public consciousness. Right. I don't think it's about to go anywhere just because critics love it. So it's not <laughs> like it's going to not be mentioned by the end of the year. Yeah. But the fact that it's
1: in theaters still, that doesn't hurt. Yeah. <laughs> so. it's also still fun to hear people uh, you know, react to when they see it yeah. and they're still very jazzed about having seen it and people have, have rightly so um, placed it quite high in, on their top ten lists so yeah. far
0: yeah.
1: this of course has nothing to do with the Summer Gamble at this point it's just no, fun to no, point
0: out this very um, you know good movie that we like to promote mm-hmm. so yeah so that's the Summer uh, summer Gamble update for you um, so let's um, yeah let that, that's that let's uh let's move let's move into other things here let's get to let's get to a review that we want to do for the black phone
1: i'll be home in the morning where are you going i'm staying over at Susie's tonight what's new the flyer the papers call him the grabber i wish you wouldn't call him that you don't actually believe that story do you because he can't hear you and he doesn't really take kids that safe
3: You goof. Well, isn't that just peachy, King? You need some help. You see that? Yeah. <laughs> Would you hand me my hat? Yes, sir. I am a part-time
2: magician. Are those black balloons enough? Would you like to see a magic trick?
0: That should have been some of the trailer for The Black Phone. Written by Scott Derrickson and C. Robert Cargill and directed by Derrickson, The Black Phone is an adaptation of a short story by Joe Hill, son of Stephen King. It tells the story of a child abductor known as the Grabber and his latest potential victim, Finney. Set in 1978, Colorado, after establishing Finney's home life, which includes a strong-willed sister who has some psychic dreams and an alcoholic and abusive father, the majority of the film follows Finney's attempts to escape the Grabber's soundproof basement. A twist comes in the form of a seemingly inoperative black phone that may provide the help Finney needs. I've been a little bit vague here, but I'll just say we'll probably get into some reveals of certain things just to have a conversation about this movie. Um, But with all that said, Abe, you've now seen The Black Phone. What do you think of the film?
1: I I have a lot of thoughts about The Black Phone. Um, You know, all fairly positive. um, But I think that there's a lot that I think I was maybe thinking that that it was going to be darker going into the movie. Um, And when I left the movie, like it seemed to be like a a fairly like I don't want to say that's a good romp. Because it's about child abduction and you know a, a weird guy living like uh, in a neighborhood kind of thing, but the the crowd was like cheering toward the end of this movie and and so it's it's like again like dark dark subject material and sub- dark subject matter, but it's it's like a it's a good summer movie if that if I if that's correct, but overall I also felt as though it was um, perhaps not the scariest Derrickson and Cargill um, team up. Uh, but it has a lot of things that are working for, it, including the sister who is played by uh, Madeline McGraw, who I think is very good in this movie. Um, you and I had a chance to talk to, um, I forget who we talked to, it was like one, one, a writer, director, or producer, and we asked them about child actors and, um, and how they kind of cast for them. And I was like, this, whoever cast this person is like, they did a really good job because she's got to carry a lot of this movie emotionally, but also just in some scenes, like she's really just... The, um, the conduit for the scene working. Um, as far as, like... You, real, other, quick, real quick, uh-huh. you know, Madeline McGraw, she is the voice
0: of the younger version of Katie Mitchell in The Mitchells versus The Machines. No way! Just so wanted to point that out. And you can kind of, uh-huh. I mean, if you think about kind of the spunkiness that goes uh-huh. with both characters, I think you can kind of see, like, oh yeah, that makes sense.
1: Yeah, I mean, I dig it. I, I dig that she is uh, making a career for herself in, in voiceover and also in in on the screen. Uh, but she's great. And then, you know, I think Ethan Hawke is doing... Small role Ethan Hawk roles, and we can get in discussion about Ethan Hawk later, but just as directory as an actor. But I certainly dig that he's able to like really just transform himself into like these smaller roles and just go along with it, like play along with it, and do it to its fullest capacity. Because while it, he, there's not a whole lot to the grabber, and you don't really have to know too much about him anyway, you can kind of like piece it together. Sure, there's certainly at least like uh, some close up shots that I was like, This is this is this is Ethan Hawk. Being actor Ethan Hawk, and he's like, oh, I'll do it. And he's made movies with these two with this duo before as well. I mean, he made Sinister. Um, I think that might have been the only collaboration, yeah. yeah. They're, yeah.
0: yeah. Hawk's, Hawk's a blum guy. He and Blum are like, Oh, I that's think true. he's, yeah, that's I, true.
1: I think Hawk is like godfather to Blum's child, like child. No I believe, that's, way. yeah, yeah, wow. Okay, so he's got some points in the back end, yeah. Um, <laughs> but as, as a whole, like again, I thought it might have been darker, it's a little bit more. Uh, It's a little bit more like I guess I don't want to say like family friendly, but it's a little bit more like crowd pleasing. Yeah, crowd pleasing PG thirteen. Like it is is R to
0: be clear. It is an R. Oh,
1: sorry, it is R because there there are sequences that involve blood on the screen and whatever else. Um, But But I know what you're saying. Yeah, it's not like a hard R. I mean, that's a weird thing for me to say too. Like it's just not like a slasher type movie, and so it it leans itself or lends itself to allow you to really follow these characters and then kind of go along. I think there's not a whole lot of suspense, mostly just because you kind of know from the trailers about what's going to happen, who's going to be taken, um, and perhaps what might might occur uh, in this solitary room. But yeah, I it, it's weird for me to say like, oh yeah, this is like a good summer movie because it's about child abduction. Like that's certainly not what I'm trying to say, like in terms of just this dark material, but I, I really did enjoy it enough I don't think I super loved it. I I think if it did go darker into like some different elements of these children that are on the phone with him, I would have dug that too. I would have been like a pet cemetery style or where, you know, you're just talking. Well, I mean, I guess that's his son. So certainly a lot of that, but yeah, I really dug that there were just like elements here that I could attach onto. It's fairly quick, um, even though it feels kind of like weighty. Um, And then I I dig that there was just like this, like, uh, signs of the lambs aspect about it. And I was like, I wasn't expecting that, but also I should have um and while it doesn't like surprise me it it had like a nice um like a nice like somewhat twist but um yeah like overall like I just had a lot of feelings on it and again I I think like didn't love it but enjoyed it so yeah
0: what about you it's funny because between the two of us I watch more trailers than you do uh-huh. Um, but I avoided everything about the black phone, which I do for horror movies in general. So I didn't know anything going on in this movie besides the fact that there's some guy who wears a mask and I guess there's a phone. I don't even, yeah. I don't I watch anything. I, I closed my eyes during the trailers or clicked away. So I was surprised by the things that occurred as far as what oh, the nice. plot was going. Um, but even regardless of that, I just think it's a well-made movie. I have issues with it, but I have issues with everybody. I mean, it's the overall, this is a good film and maybe Derek's the best. I haven't watched Exorcism of Emily Rose in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, it's not like I don't like other, his other movies. I like uh, Doctor Strange. Um, yeah. I, I'm not a fan of Sinister, although I like things in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but regardless, this movie I get what you're saying as far as the kind of enjoyable factor of it, because it plays more like a thriller in the realm of like panic room or like that kind of movie, as opposed to a straight up horror movie. It has elements of both. Obviously it's a thriller and a horror movie and, you know, things in between and without like giving away things that happen. Yes. There's a, you, obviously you want to root for the innocent child to survive the horrible child killer. You want to like, you don't want him to win. You want the kid to win. So the way this movie plays into that, yeah there's a sort of fun that you have to go with this because it wants you to root for this and it wants things to go the right way and what Mm -hmm. have you which helps because again this is a movie about a man who abducts and murders children so you need something or else it's just going to be a depressing slog the whole time right right that's especially interesting because derrickson has made dark movies like you know the the sinister is not a happy watch (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah yeah uh, emily rose i don't believe is a happy watch as i recall so like this you know regardless whatever's going on with uh, derrickson and cargill as far as their you know their evolution as writers let alone with the the joe hill story which i'm I'm, i know this is a pretty from what i can tell a fairly faithful adaptation of okay i enjoy that they certainly have an outlook on how life can be despite the you know the issues going on around these characters you have finney and his sister and you get a good lengthy time with them before anything you know, with the grabber occurs, which sure. I liked. I appreciated that there's this uh, enough backstory where if you take the grabber stuff out, I'm fully ready to watch the rest of that movie that I was seeing before we got to the grabber. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's, I think that kind of compelling nature of a film, that's fairly intriguing to me. And I said the same thing about Sinister, honestly. I was really into the domestic drama going on in Sinister with Eden Hawk and the wife before yeah. like, Mr. Boogin starts stomping around in the attic. Like sure. I was I was I was into the Is that other his name? Like, yeah, Mr. Boogins. Yeah.
1: Is that what they call him? Okay. Mr. Boogins. Because I know that I know that D'Nafrio names it by name, but I didn't Agul. know. Him, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but is like Mr. Boogins, like his his Mr. Boogins, I believe, is what like the kid calls it. Oh, okay, got it. Okay. But like he's
0: yes, he's bagool. D'Onofrio right, literally right, phones right. in the part, as we recall. Yeah, via Skype. Uh, via Skype, yeah, he phones it in. <laughs> uh, but with this movie, yeah, there is I And it's funny because it's, like, it's both a positive and a negative to the fact that there's a kind of a funness to it. Because, like, on the one hand, yes, you get to, like, follow along with this kid, Finny, and, like, see the different things he goes through in order to try to escape his situation. But it also had, like, that means playing with the tone, and that could be tricky. And I don't think they've necessarily mastered it here, but there's certainly, (laughs) like, the effort put in to try to. And it comes in the form of certain things that just don't quite add up to me or, like. Having a certain character played by James Ransone who I believe is a friend of um, Derrickson and Cargo, because he you know, like, he's been he's, in he's, every one of like all their movies. Yeah, like I have no problem with Ziggy hanging around <laughs> in movies, but like the way he's placed here, and I'm curious if you agree. It sounds like you probably do. It just seems like uh, okay, that's fun, I guess. But why is he here? And that seems like it introduces more problems than anything, as far as sure. his use in this movie and what he knows and doesn't know about things. It just like, it, it opened up more questions than I think it needed. And it's like, huh, this is just, I, 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 like, if you cut something out of this movie to make it even tighter, and it's already uh-huh. pretty well paced. It's like, it's like an back, hour and 40. Yeah, it's like, cut him out. I think we're in a better spot than we already were. And I already like this movie. Um, sure. So it's like stuff like that. There's little things. I know Todd Gilchrist, right, the show. he brought this up last week in the Elvis review, but there's just like, stuff that didn't really bother me but like i can understand where someone might be have find issue with the nature of this room and all the things going on in it Mm -hmm. and there's like certain actions that take place and they only matter because they matter to the character at the time but when they're not being referenced by the character suddenly they disappear and it's like well wait this thing's still a factor though right like
1: there's a we know this last week, but there's a thing about a window. And it's yes, like, I was, I was thinking the same thing. Some, so like, I, think, I think we're on the same page.
0: Yeah, there's like, there's a change to the nature of the room that would not go unnoticed by the grabber. But the movie like deliberately edits around that. So like, he just never thinks about it. And it's like, well, wh- wait, no, that doesn't add up to me. So it's like little sure. stuff like that. And it's like, what works is the fact that I'm into these characters enough and I'm into this journey. So like, it's not harming me from like enjoying the film i'm watching but sure. it's more like after the fact stuff that holds me back from yes yeah, saying it's a a great you know new step new to like next level step in horror mm-hmm. it's just yeah. a very efficient horror thriller that i quite enjoyed watching mm-hmm. so like yeah overall like i like this movie I-, I wish it maybe did a few things differently to like push me even over more over the top for it but i still certainly respect
1: what it's doing sure yeah um let's talk about ethan Hawke real quick sure um you know ethan Hawke doesn't have a whole lot of lines in this movie and he actually doesn't have a whole lot of like screen time either. But again, like what I mentioned earlier, and I also mentioned this in the Northman review, like even Hogg lives for these kind of roles. And, and and what I like about his like charisma as a, as an actor is just like, there's really no air of him just being like, Oh, it's, it's beneath me. And I'm, I'm not going to do this role. Like, I mean, he's done me so this. many genre films where it's cl- clearly nothing's beneath. <laughs> yeah, nothing exactly. Yeah. Like he's so cool. That's like, nothing's beneath him. And, and to be honest, like you didn't see this movie, but I did um his role kind of reminded me of like this movie called the phenom um where he's like an alcoholic dad Mm -hmm. who's like trying to make his son go pro and he's just like pushing his son so hard Uh, and his son is played by i forget his name johnny something um but yeah like you know like i I loved hawk just just seeing hawk on the screen and kind of just like enjoying himself i mean he's always enjoying himself but i just love that like they were just like hey like we've got this small project for you do you want to do it And he's like of course and you know i'm gonna give it all but no, what would you think of Hawk and his trajectory of, of as an actor in Hollywood uh Johnny Simmons he's in the female Johnny Simmons that's it yeah. Yeah. I like Johnny Simmons too <laughs> yeah and
0: Pil Giamatti's of
1: this why have I not seen this movie? <laughs> it, it was like a small like flick back in like 2018 or something like that all right well, I'm gonna look it up like yeah.
0: uh, I think Hawk is pretty great here with what what he's given to do which is mm-hmm. like it's very, it, it's the kind of thing where like once again it's very clear that it's purposeful to not define the um the the grabber too much it's not like cargill and derrickson watch the film like oops we forgot to develop the grabber like right. they know what they're doing Like they, they it's on hoopla the phenom um the um, <laughs> the the choice is made to like highlight what they need to but not explicitly state everything about the grabber mm-hmm. i appreciated that for one because there's a guy that murders children like what what like do i need like empathy for him or do i need to learn some deep things about this guy right. or can i just deal with evil being evil yeah. and that's what this is it's evil being evil and i like the way hawk plays it where it's essentially
1: like a child that just never grew up. But yeah, he's like I, I certainly got that feeling. Yeah. And, he, and he's he, like, either been like abused sexually or... or yeah, whatever whatever the case as
0: far as how he got the way he is, he's certainly you know inflicting a certain kind of pain and torture on children around right. him now. And that's disturbing in itself. And only having so much to deliver on, I think Hawk is doing great with that. And yeah, at this point in his career where he's done a number of horror films, number of different sci-fi movies uh like yeah of course of course and in the midst of that he's still you know knocking out like richard linklater movies or whatever you know other drawn like there's a couple like there's a couple like really great or fucking the first reformed from a couple years ago that's right yeah yeah paul
1: Paul, uh schrader yeah
0: it's not like it's stopped him from being the actor he wants to be right so i have you know for the i have nothing against him being in this kind of movie yeah i think he's very good in this kind of movie but, I, you know, I also get to see him in a lot of, you know, dramas that he's also also good at. Like, the thing that um, that Boyhood showed me with Ethan oh Hawke that but, I really... Yeah. I'm getting sad just thinking about it. But, but regardless of the movie itself, what I liked yeah. about Boyhood, or like an aspect that I liked about Boyhood, as far as Hawk's concerned, and he was nominated for Best Sporting Actor, but mm-hmm. you get to see him, you know, over 12 years of his life or whatever, and it's like... Oh, so during this time you also get to see him become a better and better actor over his time.
1: Oh, that's that's such
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like, a good point. Yeah. You know, I, I know, you know, people glommed on onto Hawk early on because he was, you know, like a, a handsome Gen X guy and you know, things like reality bites or whatever. <laughs> right. Yeah. And obviously, like before Sunrise, uh before Sun's uh sunrise. So the second one? Uh, that's the first one. First one. But like sunset, he's a better actor in them. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's something you see in Boy. You see like the stages of him growing, growing up as an actor. Right. And now, you know, it's He's not young anymore. He's he's
1: but he's you know. he, he's actually still fairly young. He's like fifty something. Yeah, he's not old, right. but like, but he's had
0: a lot of experience, right. and I think that shines through in a movie like this just as well as it does in any drama. Yeah, and he make he can make confident choices like playing the grapper he way he does. Yes. and it plays yeah. to the film's advantage. There's a there's a there's a pretty. I know what you're saying as far as like yes, it's not the scariest film I've ever seen, but it certainly knows how sort to of play up suspense. There's a couple scenes where yeah. it's him, and it, you know he's he's you know he's not a superhero. He's playing Ethan Hawke. And there's a scene where he's just like shirtless,
1: sitting in a chair, wielding a weapon of some kind,
0: uh-huh. and that's frightening. Like that's frightening it in is. itself. And, and the things that you know, he's also like
1: heavily way. breathing, and they kind of zoom in on his eyes, and you can see them like he's like they're they're tearing up, and you're just like, there's a lot that he's doing into this scene. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, now, I, with, all, with, okay, go ahead. with all that said, uh, he's mostly in a mask in this movie, right?
0: And these masks are awesome. I love yeah. these masks. These are right. kick-ass. Like it's a, it's a couple different like it's there's like a <laughs> It has like a, a bottom half that can change. Yeah, yeah. And I like that because it gives you a hint as to like what he's going through in a given moment. I enjoy mm-hmm. that. But I also just like the design of it. I know um yeah. horror legendary horror makeup designer and what have you, Tom Savini designed these masks. Oh, nice. And I knowing that is like this is cool. Like it and it's but it, it regardless of if it's Savini or not, it's just a cool design. I really like the look of these masks. Like yeah. when you it's the kind of thing I like to emphasize because it's like when do you get an iconic mask? You don't get one of those all the time. And so like, yeah. this is a really cool way to leave a stamp on a movie like this. You get a yeah. really cool, memorable mask.
1: It also lends itself up to like some really cool posters, like the retro poster that they have with yeah. the candle wax, which mm-hmm. is incredible. Um, but I, I just like finishing up on Ethan Hawke. I mean, I, I, it certainly feels as though Ethan Hawke knows how to play the Hollywood game. And that's not to be dismissive. Like he's made Moon Knight. And then he's like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to go write like a play or whatever the case is. You know, it, it's really cool that he just, I don't want to say that this as like, you know, an airy, arrogant thing, but he's, he certainly is just like a thespian. You know what I mean? He's just yeah. like, I just, I just love projects. I love being on the stage. I love doing everything that's related to art and here it is. And, you know, for better or for worse, you know, he's, he's certainly made some movies that I don't think you and I will watch again, but you know, he's, he's made the ones that do hit, they're cool. And so this one, while he doesn't have a lot of screen time, totally agree with you that he makes the most of it when he is on the screen. So Ethan Hawke, I mean, pretty incredible stuff. I have a question for you. Yeah. What did you think of their limited budget, limited space? Uh, like, I don't... The, re- the reason, uh-huh. like, sort of how I'm thinking about this versus, like, Super 8, where they have to establish, like, a world. I mean, in that regard, I mean, I, I think this is a well-put-together film yeah. as far as communicating a sense
0: of time and doing what it needs to to establish a sense of place mm-hmm. like limited means are you know they are what they are but I don't think Derrickson it, I, don't, I don't think it, it's, it didn't seem like he had to struggle to like establish a certain kind of mood and setting for this area like I, I feel like he, he got in what he needed to and I know the film like purposely plays with geography a bit so like it leaves you a little mm-hmm. uneasy um, so like I, I what I see here is just a lot of stuff done by design that worked in the film's favor
1: yeah, I felt I feel as though they probably just had like a limited budget, so they couldn't really shoot all places. But I dug that they just didn't give me a whole entire montage in the beginning three minutes. she so be like, we're in the 70s, baby. You know what I mean? Um, sure. Like, it starts off as a baseball game. And the only time that they kind of really give you that montage is actually toward, like, the middle of the movie where um, the sister has to, like, go to a convenience store. You know what I mean? And you're like, oh, this, this is, like, probably the largest setting minus, like, the school of pop culture in late 70s you know 1978 so I dug that and then again it's a Blumhouse thing so I dug or I totally understand that it's really just what three locations like would you consider this a bottle film no I mean it's okay. you know like <laughs> there, there are smaller scale
0: films from Blumhouse yeah. this, this this is this is fairly large for what they try to do because it's about mm-hmm. a town essentially being plagued by this thing right um, uh, with, with that in mind yeah, um, You know, we've, we've talked about the kind of the thriller elements a lot here, but there, there is a supernatural aspect to this film. Yes. Um, something I didn't necessarily know going in. Uh-huh. Uh, but what did, you, what did you think of the way that kind of incorporated itself into the story here?
1: Yeah, I didn't really know what about that going in either. I, again, I've seen the teaser trailer, maybe the first trailer, but um, I dug it. And I think that if you've watched or if you watch a read Stephen King stuff, he, he deals with the same thing. So It's not surprising that Joe Hill has similar elements. I mean, you think about, well, what are you talking about? It's like the shining. (laughs) Like, there's elements of, you know, that and also like Carrie and everything that he's done. Even, even like, um, what's the one? It. Yeah. But like, what's the one where like they have to like battle hell or bad guys on earth? The stand, the last stand, the stand. The stand. Yeah. There's just like a lot of elements of like super, supernatural things, um, whether they be like ghost elements or just like, you know, Dream religious elements. Um, something I want to ask you too, and before before um, you get to answer, I just wanted to sort of point out that this reminded me of a few things as well. Uh, maybe just a couple things. First things first is Coraline. Um, in the the part where she goes into the mirror, where other mother throws into the mirror, and she finds out that the other children are just under the bed. So that reminded me of that. Of just hey, by the way, like he, we all believe that she was going to give us whatever we wanted, and. You know here we are you know just sorrowful, and we can't remember our names. so that that was kind of remembering that and there's also um oh shoot i forgot the other movie that i was thinking of as i was watching this uh, but sort of led to that but yeah how are you on on joe hill's uh writing and the adaptation from the from the guys about supernatural elements um I mean I I like the idea of blending These kind of things like you already got Mm -hmm. this kind of
0: Thriller thing going on and then I was like So what are like I enjoyed the way the film Explored like how is it that he can find Help to get out of here in some way Mm -hmm. And the way the film approaches that I found to be interesting and unique It feels like it sets up a lot of red Herrings on purpose as far as Ways for things to Happen and whether they do or not Like the film certainly wants to play with that And so like I there's some subversion there so it's like okay cool like maybe this does happen and it works out but then something else happens and it sets it back like there's stuff like that throughout the film that yeah that helped because it was never um like i never found the pace like to to light up like I, I thought I was constantly like okay into the thrill of this whole thing as far as like what's finney gonna do to get out of his predicament here mm-hmm. so in that regard like i you know as far as ways to spice up the you know the thriller angle that we're going for having a this kind of supernatural twist i thought that was in, i thought that was interesting and worked in the favor of the film overall yeah like it, it introduces like if you it's kind of thing where like of any ghost story or any number of kinds of things like this if you stop and try to think about every single thing like you're you're bound to find something that maybe doesn't add up 100 but it's sure. like in the thrill of the moment I
1: was in it, so it's like it's hard yeah. to den- deny. You know the the feeling I'm getting out of all this, and I'm glad that it's like quasi explained. Um, yeah, either sure. through the the parent, or I'm sorry, the father, or even like the police detectives, and I'm glad that they kind of addressed it like head on. You know, like I love her little speech at the school, just calling out the cops kind of thing about how how she knows this uh, information kind of stuff. But um, yeah, I, I'm glad that it, it was there, but I also. I think the, the thing I dug probably not the most, but the, one of the more interesting things about it is that they both kind of have it, but they don't actually tell you, you know what I mean?
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, because it said at one point, like the phone's always been ringing, just some people can't hear it. Um, and then the other thing is also, I really dug that they had like this, the a sequence in which it blends like two realities kind of thing. And I was like, that, that, that's a, a cool use of um, imagery for the screen about how this thing can, can work. Um, so it, I, I thought that it was like a neat little device to to help propel the the plot going because to your point there's not a whole lot of like thriller, thriller-ish aspects like there's not a whole lot of Ethan Hawk sitting in the room kind of questioning this boy and toying with him and like you know just like messing with his head kind of stuff like yes that does happen but yeah you know it's it's not constant
0: and it's a unique kind of mystery where like there's mm-hmm. no who did it aspect of this so it's like well what what, we need to find ways to justify the grabber not instantly killing finney so like what, sure. what are we doing with this and i think the film has some ex- interesting ways to like keep that level
1: of excitement going yeah like making you question why this is being prolonged right follow-up question for you so this is something that i was talking about earlier in the review but how would you categorize something like this i mean again it's not like a fun r-rated movie or is it a fun r-rated movie
0: I mean, it's a horror movie. Like, yeah. you know, like at the end of the day, it's a horror movie. There are certainly yeah. shades of things in it. Mm-hmm. I mean, we already mentioned that it has a supernatural element to it. It certainly has this kind of suspense thriller angle, not unlike something like I mentioned, Panic Room, or Silent to the Lambs, of course, is a good mm-hmm. example. So, like, it, it's a, it has a range of things within the film itself. But, like, it is a horror movie that happens to play on this kind of crowd-pleasing
1: angle because of the other elements it tries to incorporate. Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay. Um, and then the other question I had for you is, did you see this with the crowd? Uh, yes, I did. Yeah,
0: uh, And you can feel the kind of the tension in the moment <laughs> as well as the yeah. kind of joy of the way things play out.
1: Yeah, I, I purposely tried to find a theater that had a lot of seats sold, um, while still staying safe and kind of still staying separate. Mm-hmm. But there, there certainly were like gasps at some of the... the um, uh, whatchamacallit, like, uh, what are those things called? Not the not... jump scares, yeah, jump scares. Thank you. Uh, at the jump scares, you know, there, there's, there's some good jump scares them. in this one, too. They're yeah, like, there, the, there's the, like like a like few of them
0: in the way where it's not constant, but when they occur, they feel they, they occur because they they need to and they urn. It's not because yeah. like a
1: cat walks by or something, like right? They're, yeah, they're yeah, good jump scares. It's not like somebody's like walking, and then all of a sudden, like, oh, I, I spilled like the water, and then like the glass breaks, kind of thing. Yeah, um, it certainly is. Like, there's actually one that's like fairly mundane because it's actually just a person that shows up on the screen and the crowd lost their shit. I was like, this is the best. Mm -hmm. Um, And then certainly to your point, there was, again, there was like some clapping at the end there where, um, uh, when the, like the, the climax is hitting. Right. So I like, it's hard for me to say like, yeah, it's like a crowd pleasing movie about it. I mean, it is, it is a crowd. I mean, yeah. It's when you say it in a sentence
0: like that, yes, it's difficult, (laughs) but like in terms of what the movie is going for, it's not trying to make you, you know, walk out feeling depressed.
1: (laughs) yes yeah and and i'm glad for it and Uh, i think that's
0: why the box office is doing well i think it's because people are walking out liking the movie and telling people yeah go see this it's fun as opposed to go see this it's the darkest thing you can imagine but
1: certainly yeah i would hope that they're not saying that because it seems like word of mouth is sort of helping it out too because my theater definitely had people that didn't buy tickets that just jumped into the theater. Well, like I noted, I mean, it, it premiered
0: last year at Fantastic Fest. Yeah. I wrote in a lot, a lot of buzz and even got the real estate moved to a, a summer
1: date. I mm-hmm. mean, that's that's not because it's, you know, not likable. Yeah. So. Well, question for you here before we wrap up things. Is this the project that they decided to go on like after they, they didn't want to do Doctor Strange 2? Yes. Okay, so they had this already in like in queue and then they went and then Doctor Strange Two didn't happen. Then they just made this movie. Uh, yeah,
0: they were they were working they, like this was a thing they wanted to do regardless. Yeah. Um, but and I think like you know if things worked out and they did the sequel, they probably just done it after Doctor I Strange see. Two. Okay. But they they've had they've had the story that they've been working on like since. Um, yeah. For like yeah, while like also working on Doctor Strange Two, and then right. that didn't that didn't happen, and so they moved on and made this movie.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. it Makes sense. Yeah. All right.
0: Okay, well, with all that and we haven't touched on a lot of things, but we want to keep this thing Mm -hmm. moving. Um, But overall, I think we're just saying this is a good movie. When should people
1: see it? You know, for me, it's because of some of the things we talked about in terms of liking and loving it. I would say that this is like a a premium VOD type of thing. You can watch this at home um, and check it out there. I mean, I go the I go the extra distance. I, I
0: mm-hmm. think it's a a crowd pleasing horror film, and that's a fun thing to get, especially in the you know in the midst of summer where you have so many like right. action based things. I think something like this is a nice change of pace. So I'd say see it in a theater. I think I okay. I for think I think it's just a really good movie. Yeah. Um, but I also think it's just a worthwhile kind of movie to see if you're looking for something on the more thrilling end of the spectrum as opposed to the super powered
1: end. Yeah, very much so. I mean, I would agree with you there. All right. Okay. We've talked about The Black Phone. Let's talk about something
0: else. Yes. <laughs> let's go over, since we're at the midpoint of the year, our favorite films of the year so far. Let's do it. Yeah. Uh, I believe Abe and I have both assembled
1: our top five films of the year so far. Mm-hmm. So I figured let's go through that list. Let's talk about what we liked.
2: Yeah, certainly. Comments.
1: And just like a precursor, you know, I talked to you about this just fairly briefly over text or uh, as a side chat, but it feels as though it's been a good year for movies. And, you know... Sure, like with the with the return of the screen, like it's been nice to have people actually go out and give these movies some box office numbers. But it certainly feels as though like the like the heft of the theater and like the weight of these types of movies are all back. And you talked about it during the box office review of just how things have been chugging along pretty pretty well. Um, and I'm I'm happy about that. Yeah, I'd agree. There's, um, I mean, I I have I, I've ranked a lot of things
0: just in general as far as just movies I like, and you can you can see always a. Um, the the kind of diversity of the films as right. far as how many different kinds of movies are, are out there to be viewed or what have you and yeah certainly having movies back in theaters on a more frequent level than the past couple of years for obvious reasons that's, mm-hmm. that doesn't hurt and it's certainly been reflected by audiences wanting to see certain things that they maybe they don't always see compared sure. to some of the things that are maybe more familiar that they're choosing not to see such as mm-hmm. something like Lightyear which is no offense to like I like Lightyear but it's like I like that movies that are maybe not normally getting the chance that they have are actually being engaged with to some degree yeah and I'm glad yeah I mean I, same thing like the variety of stuff So yeah you can you can make an argument that some films are doing better than they would have before COVID uh, which is an interesting place to look at but that's huh. like, that's a discussion yeah. for another time I think right Oh, okay, so hey, let's start let's start this off with you. What's what's your number five film of the year so far?
1: My number five is a movie that you and I talked about. It's fairly short. It is 72 minutes. It is Petite Maman. Oh, okay. Um, this is a movie that Aaron and I talked about, and I think we both enjoyed it, but I I love that Celine... C-Mia? C.R. So, wait, wait, I'm sorry. Celine C.R. Celine C.R. Okay. Uh, sorry about that, Celine. I know you're listening to the show. Um, but I, I dug that it's this really compact small movie with great child acting about a fantastical type of tale and yet fairly grounded about you know loss and mourning and thinking about other things like that but it also gives you like a lot of like bright spots and a lot of hope and a lot of laughs and there's nothing too complicated about it even though it's a, it's a somewhat complex idea uh, I really dug that and again like for 72 minutes it's it's just a really nice, neat, like, as I called it on the show and a moose bush and it's, it's very fulfilling.
0: You know, I like debating this film still in my mind. Like it's a, as far as placing it in this year, cause it's like uh-huh. a, it's a 20s release last year, right? It's a 2021 film. As far as yes, it was released in most places and qualified for awards last year, but well, it in did, America, I know, but it did yep. come out in America this right. year. So like, it's like, I guess like an honorable mention right now. It's more of like I'll think about this more later okay. in the year when I make my final
1: top ten list as far as if I want to count it. But it's certainly a yeah. great movie. I do not deny this whatsoever. I'm it's... gonna keep that in mind too when we when we do our end of year stuff. Then, mm-hmm. um, but what about you? What's your number five? The Northman. Robert oh. Eggers' Viking epic. The uh-huh. Northman. Um, it rocks.
0: <laughs> I mean, it it it, it, it is a. A uh, bloody revenge tale with Alexander Skarsgård giving just a tremendous hulking performance that I really enjoyed. As far mm-hmm. as not only the fact that he's like jacked beyond recognition, no, not really, you can recognize it pretty well, but yeah, he's really <laughs> jacked. I just, I, the way he conducts himself using his frame the way he does, I found to be pretty fascinating. Mm-hmm. Uh, along with that, the movie just looks fantastic. They gave Eggers a lot of money this time around, and he's like, "I'm going to use it," and he did, and it makes it look like it makes. <laughs> I was going to say, it makes it look like a million bucks. Well, it's it is that times eighty. So I mean, it lo- it looks great, expensive, right? It, it it has locations. It has you know this kind of bigness to it. But I also like that it it kind of um, because of the nature of the story, it's it it shrinks itself down where you have to deal with a uh, you know you have him getting trying to get revenge against his uncle who. Mm-hmm. Did not go on to prosper, become this amazing king with this giant kingdom, but in fact, it's kind of like petered out and is like, I got this small community, I got my wife, I got my sons, that's it. Yeah. It's like, there's interesting stuff at play with things like that. Also, there's, you know, like a big volcano fight at the end, and there's like... Shot a huge, on a real volcano. And there's like a huge, um, long shot of Scarsgard people like invading this camp, and it's really <laughs> cool. Like, there's just a lot of cool stuff in here.
1: You think he uh, actually drank blood? Probably. probably. Why not?
0: Uh, yeah, you know, exactly. have, go, go for not? it, go for it, have yeah. fun. So, yeah, the, the North, I think it rocks, and it's my number five. Nice. What about you? What's your number four?
1: My number four is After Yang, um, an A24 release from this year, and we talked about it as well. But it's one of those movies where it has sort of lingered with me, not to the degree of The Green Knight that we talked about last year, sure, but it certainly is. Like a touching story about family and how families don't have to look the same necessarily and just how the bonds work um and i think that there's even an element of i mean it's a sci-fi movie for one but there's there's an element of additional layering of sci-fi with the introduction of a different character in the movie and i just was like this is what, what a beautiful question of you know what makes something human or what is human even to begin with and Fantastic performances from everybody, uh, including Colin Farrell, um, who again, when he makes like these quieter movies, he's like that. That's that's why he's so charismatic, and people want to work with him. Just like he's he's great at these things. But everybody's great, including the little girl um, and Jodie, um, uh, and then also I forget the actor's name who plays Yang, but you know everybody's really good in this. And again, it's it's a fairly quiet movie. Um, you know, when I when I watched it, I wasn't really sure, like hundred like percent, like where it was going. But by the time they got to the assassination. I was I was quite touched by, um, what I was watching, and I think that this is also like I don't want to say that like my movies are just all about loss, but is it's another movie about you know mourning loss and and the feelings that you would have um, upon departures.
0: Just Justin H. Min plays Yang, and he is Justin H. Min. He, he is quite good. There's in a yeah. kind of a tricky role as far as what he has to do. Right. Also, still you know one of the best opening title sequences of uh, the last several years. There you go. Uh, my number four is Catch the Fair One. Hmm. Uh, this is a really intense thriller um, uh, starring uh, Callie Race, a Native American uh, former boxer. Mm-hmm. Uh, she also has a story by credit on this film. Um, it's about her search for her missing sister, and it deals with things such as human trafficking and um, the treatment of women, specifically Native American women. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a very, very good movie. And it's very lean. It's like 80-something minutes. Wow. Um, but it gets the job done as far as telling this like tight, thrilling um, drama about you know, what this one person is dealing with as they try to you know, get their goal. Um, there's some really strong performances in here. It deals with, Even though it deals with some dark stuff. Um, and it's just well worth watching. I don't want to give too much away about because there's only so much that happens. But it's a really well made movie with a strong lead performance. It's certainly worthwhile. Um, yes, it's on the darker side of things. But it's still just mm-hmm. a really good movie. And it's streaming on AMC Plus right now. Oh,
1: okay. Um, cool question for you that's 88 minutes uh, Mm -hmm. on a 72 is there like a minimum anymore of what is considered uh, a awards worthy film is it 90 or do they have to be 90 anymore uh as as far
0: as i understand it by academy standards uh 60 minutes and over is a film 60 minutes and under
1: is a short film got it okay understood yeah okay what's your number three my number three is a film that did not come out in theaters, but probably should have. It is Pixar's turning red. Hey. Um, it is a movie that I have seen a couple times now. Um, it actually hits differently on second and watch, you know, especially after you and I and David had a really thorough discussion about it. Um, and then I talked to some other uh, of my friends who are, are, are female and how they approached it with like somebody watched it with their mom. And, you know, at the end they had a, an interesting discussion there, but it's unfortunate that this movie didn't come out in theaters because I think that it would have performed fairly well compared to Lightyear. Uh, again, no dig at Lightyear. But I mean, this is also another story that is fairly complex and it's about personal lives, about the you know this Chinese-Canadian um, girl growing up in Toronto. Who does what she
0: wants, says what she wants.
1: Exactly. She wants to gyrate, <laughs> you know, like let her gyrate. And it's, it's fairly uh, complex in what it's trying to tell you what the or not the but what what the similes and the the metaphors are but then it also has like fun really like goofy anime style drawings at times uh, and pop music from like the early 2000s that is catchy and fun and i i really dig it for a lot of what it's um like it's it's deeper meaning is and you can tell that it this is like a story that that uh don shi really wanted to do and it just comes across on the screen like that. So I watched it a couple of times again. I'd, I'd probably recommend watching it at least two times um to sort of, uh, you know, get more out of it, but yeah, turning red number three. What there's, about you? There's a, as far as like cinematic regrets go
0: for studios, I feel like uh, Disney has done just such a disservice to the last few Pixar movies between I this year. you number one of last year, Luca exactly. and, and soul films that, very eaten obviously like soul couldn't come out at the time i get that but like in terms of what we've gone through here and looking at the movies that have come out and like what happened Mm -hmm. the fact that lightyear is doing so poorly and is you know the supposed safe bet that just nobody had much interest in compared to these other vibrant uh big movies that deal with you know interesting issues and people of color um things Mm -hmm. that you just don't get to see on the screen it I, I the the lasting effect of that is it, it, it's it's a good thing that people can revisit these movies and see them easily right because it's a shame that yeah we couldn't see movies like this on the big screen
1: it certainly is I hope that maybe there will be a release of it and I'll just go to like the one night screening kind of thing um but it also I, I don't work internally over Pixar but there has to be some sort of sourness bitterness perhaps about just oh you know, I, I yeah these I, two I, did not get released and they were They were fantastic they were like personal projects of ours and yet here you are with like a standard ip thing that just didn't do that well in the box office yeah Uh, my number three
0: is kimmy steven uh, Soderbergh's kick-ass thriller uh, starring zoe kravitz Um, the film is this rock solid tech thriller that places itself in this kind of 70s paranoia thriller zone Mm -hmm. Um, it's very much filmed during the pandemic and
1: I think she even says that at one point.
0: Oh, it's 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 very much not only acknowledging yeah. the pandemic, but also kind of the you know social, uh, social justice that's been going on on the mm-hmm. streets and what have you. Both of those elements are incorporated into the film itself uh, in a way that Soderbergh very much knows how to do. Written by David Kep, who's done lots of you know blockbuster. Uh, thrillers and adventure movies, or what have you. They've put together this kind of tight little movie. Mm-hmm. That again, this is like under this is like eighty nine minutes. Like these aren't these are long movies because yeah. um, I have the Northman. That's two and a half hours. So it's like I got to balance this out, I guess. Apparently, <laughs> <But, Right>. um, <laughs> and we'll get to my next. One. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but but no, this movie it's solid. It, I I I am a huge fan of Soderbergh. I'm a huge fan of this period of Soderbergh where he's just being like, oh yeah, all right, why not? Like just throwing stuff out there and doing it with, because he has such tremendous skill. He can knock down a movie like this that could be easily throw away in the hands of somebody else, but make it look interesting, give it a fun score from Cliff Martinez, uh, give it some you know, some neat um, supporting performances. Uh, and then you like you have Kravitz's character who's really good in this movie. Um, play it plays it almost as if it's like a superhero origin story to some degree, mm-hmm. except without, you know, any of those traits. Um, and it's you know, it's commenting on the times. It deals with this thing called a Kimmy, which is like a Siri or what have you, as far mm-hmm. as this kind of digital station that monitors your life and the consequences that come arise, that arise from it as well as the benefits. So it's like, it's not trying to choose sides, but it's certainly making things interesting as far as how to view things through certain kinds of lenses. So mm-hmm. Kimmy, just a strong
1: watch. That's on HBO yeah. max, HBO max. Yeah. All right. What's your, uh, what's your number two? Number two is maybe we just talked about everything everywhere all at once. Um, it is my movie. number two as well. Boom, 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 pop, 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 pop. Um, I forgot to do like the other DJ thing where it's like, bow, 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 bow. Bow. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's number two. I'm, you can speak on it as well. Uh, we'll just overlap with each other. Just like talking like, uh, like, uh, cattle ranchers at the, the uh, auction house. Exactly. But, like that. Yeah. It's, it's great. Fantastic. Great performances. We've talked about it a bunch. I gushed when we talked about it. I still think Michelle. Yeoh should be nominated for best actress um and you know given all the momentum hopefully it does happen and A24 spends that kind of money to to propel her or maybe they don't have to maybe it'll just like keep still be in theaters by the time this ever rolls around that'd be something yeah. but i um i adore this movie again great messages really solid stuff it's weird and i dig when things are weird cuz you know i love when directors just do their thing you know like don't conform to what you think uh, a time space movie can be like just Do your thing, make it weird, you know. Have talking rocks with with letters on the screen, words on the screen. It's just a movie that I cannot, um, I cannot ask people enough to go see in theaters um, because it is so good. And again, the return of uh, our our man, I forget his name. Kehu Kwan, yeah, uh, Mr. Kwan, he's fantastic in it. And again, giving everyone here has to do a range of comedy, drama, action, whatever the case is. Like he knocks his drama part. Out of the park. Um, and it got me emotional at times too. So great movie. What about you? I
0: agree with all that you said. Um, Yo and Kwan are great in this. Um, Stephanie sue who plays the daughter, also mm-hmm. very good in this, given that I just don't know her from anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, just an impressive cast all around. Right. Jamie Lee Curtis, of course, James Hong, um, yes. Harry Shum Jr., and Raccoon Cooey. Like, all those things <laughs> are really great. Um, just, yeah, just the, the fact that you give actors that, someone like yo especially who you like maybe associate with more uh you know regal type roles or the obviously the martial arts stuff Mm -hmm. but you but you give her this prime lead role that's full of exactly what you said weird and just insane types of things and you know one should not assume that actors wouldn't like to engage in this stuff to begin with but the fact that you have these actors and they are engaging and you see how like committed the work is from everybody here that's such, that sounds like such a positive working environment <laughs> as far as mm-hmm. this kind of movie and coming out as cleanly as it does where it has so much off the wall literally and off oddball type things and sense of humor and uses of choreography and mm-hmm. different kinds of visual effects or whatnot to show you stuff that you just haven't really seen before in a traditional way. Um, it's great that just like it all came together in a manner that's understandable. Like, as wild as this movie is and as big and broad as it tries to go like it never feels like i'm lost in what's going on mm-hmm. like you know it, it's the kind of thing where almost like inception like if the minimum ask is to pay attention to the movie which you should be doing anyway well do that and you'll enjoy everything about this because it just it knocks it out mm-hmm. it gives you all kind It, it it's like everything literally just right. as the title implies between being comedy sci-fi action fantasy like animation it has mm-hmm. everything going on in it uh yet it's still telling this heartfelt story that has some real emotions going on and like real character work in the midst of you know insane fights in an office place yeah. what have you
1: yeah, something that somebody, uh, one reviewer was talking about that really hit me deeply was saying that, you know, it's it's kind of a cool thought or a cool premise of the film that all the Michelle Yeohs across multiverses who have achieved things and have done well, um, like they're just the ones that cannot tap into the entire power of it. They need to find, like, this one who has not achieved everything. And I was like, that's, that's such a, a deep thought to have about, like, this Michelle Yeoh that we're following. Um, and, yeah, it, it's great. For sure, and it's fun because like
0: I wasn't huge on the Daniels' previous film, *Swiss Army Man*. *Swiss Army Man*, yeah, that just didn't do much for me, right? Um, but this film has me just—I can't wait to see what they do next. <laughs> like, sure,
1: this is so—it's just so good. I'll—I'll I'll bet that their phones are just blowing up now. Yeah. So, um okay. So, what's your number one film so far? I have year? a feeling I know what your number one is, mm-hmm. um, and I don't—I—I I do want to guess it when I'm done. But my number one film. Uh, of the middle of the year so far is Top Gun Maverick. Okay. Um, It is a movie that I, like, is it the best movie? Is it better than Everything Everywhere All at Once in terms of story? Probably not. But I think what it does is it achieved a lot of, like, just muscles I haven't used before in a theater in a while. And because of that, there's, like, a thrilling aspect of it that just allowed me to really be engrossed in this movie, feel a lot of things, like, whether that's, like, you know, old like 80s type of hype or some sentimental things. Like, I really enjoyed, uh, you know, uh, Val Kilmer in this movie and, and sort of like what the larger idea of what it represented for him to be on the screen kind of thing. And then, um, how they, they sort of say goodbye to him on the screen, like as they're hugging kind of thing. And I, I really just thought that the practical things were just incredible. They're just stellar, right? You know, everyone has says he preys on this. And it's funny because I watched the Black Adam trailer as a, in theater. So I was like, this looks. I mean, I just saw Top Gun Maverick and like this this like these CG and green screen things just not not really doing it for me compared to like this other movie where everything's practical and in camera. Um, But I dug it for a lot of reasons, mainly being just a really, really good, fun movie theater experience, one that I haven't had in quite a while. And so because of that, it kind of like vaulted and Um, it gives me that feeling of like, yeah, this is like why you go to the movies, you know? Like, did Tom Cruise save movie theater movies? Highly doubtful, but I'm glad that this movie kind of like made everyone go see it. (laughs) Yeah, did it did not hurt at all, but I'm glad that this movie like came out and, you know, he he uh, championed it for theatrical release, not VOD release. Um, but that's me and Top Gun Maverick. I have a feeling I know what your number one is. Yeah, well, just to add to your Top Gun Maverick praise, yes. I mean, good. Like it's it's it's, <laughs> it's it is a
0: it is far better than a sequel to Top Gun needed to be. Yeah, and that comes from a commitment from Tom Cruise to be like, I want to make people entertained at the movie theater. Mm-hmm. I want to show what's possible, um, including in my impossible movies. <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> and just deliver the biggest spectacle possible and he does so he and he, he, he completely nails it I, right. I mean, i'm just um it's it's right outside my top five top gun maverick so
1: makes sense yeah. yeah can i take a guess of course rrr
0: well as my dad said after we walked out of top gun maverick <laughs> you know that was fun but it was no rrr yeah. and that's the case i mean you want to talk about best movie experience it's like <laughs> This one's climbing the charts because it is there you go. It is phenomenal. Like, I mean, this isn't just like my favorite film of the years of so R. It's an easy candidate for one of the best films of the decade, and we're pretty young in the decade. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know what, in like everything, everywhere, all at once. It's practically splitting hairs. Like, they're both tremendous films. Right. Like, and, you know, RRR, I've just i i don't stop thinking about it like as far as when it comes to like me thinking about movies like it's one that's been on my mind um because it just it, it embr- it's much like everything it, it embraces everything it is a drama it is a comedy it is a buddy movie it's an action film it's a thriller it's a dance-off movie it's a musical it's got all of it and it does it so exceedingly well and in such a refreshing way, because it's an Indian film, it's legal language, where it's not conforming to what you expect from a Hollywood blockbuster. It is being its own big, broad, and very earnest Indian blockbuster mm-hmm. in the way that makes me want to just look at all of the other Indian blockbusters that I've not seen so far, because this one's so amazing. It makes me inspired to want to check out more of these films and just feel something that's new and different, as opposed to getting the same thing and a different coat of skin every week from Hollywood. Right. Uh, the performances here are incredible from both these guys, uh, from Ramarau Junior. and Ram Charan. These two are would easily qualify for Oscars if it was given the chance. Because it's not like they just have to act or they just have to do the right fight choreography. They have to do all of it. They sing, they dance, they fight, they fight and fight and fight. There's, <laughs> <laughs> there's so much that they're accomplishing, <laughs> and it will never get the credit it deserves unless, they, besides from the Indian awards and whatever you know, other like international awards that are out right. there for them. But like they pull it all off, and then you have director SS. Uh, Rajabuli, who like I, I'm aware he makes he takes like a long Time to make his movies like a mm-hmm. good, like, few Years to make and you can see why Because it's like everything that they want To do with the budget they have is Like captured in such a way Where there's not a better way to do the thing that he's Trying to do like there seems There's such like an intensity to The visuals on display and making It like the output as strong as possible So you get just these terrific sequences Working with you know Non Hollywood special effects. So it's like, yeah, you have a bunch of animals in this movie that you can tell are special effects. Sure. But, but the nature of like why they're using them in these like sequences, like it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That it doesn't look like a real tiger 100% all the time. I'm just seeing like tigers getting thrown by people because right. why not? It's awesome in the moment. Yeah. On top of that, it's a story of friendship and how friendship is able to tackle the British colonial racists that are like invading India. Like it, it's, it's a, Fairly relevant movie in certain ways, but it's also just a tremendous, like, buddy movie in like, what it does. I described to you in our episode covering this movie, as well as Everything Every Wall at Once, the amazing, like, opening sequence, or one of them, because there's like 40 minutes worth of opening sequences, but like the, the one that gets them to be friends of each other. And it's it's thrilling just to talk about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as far as like describing it, mean, you, you're pretty happened. amped. Yeah. As far as just describing what happened, but to like watch it in the moment, it's just phenomenal. And it's three hours and it doesn't let up like the whole movie, like just goes and goes and it's just a fun, fun watch that has so much happening. Mm-hmm. It just, it is just film being thrown in your face and being like, look at all this greatness. So yeah, RRR is uh, the top film for me of the year so far. I dig it's, it. Uh, it's on Netflix currently in um, Hindi language, unfortunately not the original language track, mm-hmm. um, but it's still available and it's certainly been popular. So I get, you know, deny people liking a movie that's really great. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, yeah. All right. We've talked about our top five films (laughs) of the year so far. Do you have any any runner ups? I did. I mean, there are really no particular order. Um, The Bad Guys, the animated movie that we talked about from DreamWorks, Um, the unbearable weight of massive talent, which Mm -hmm. I think is a fun theater experience. Um, And then the Chippendales Rescue Rangers movie. I was like, "This, this is actually a really clever movie that perhaps it was always going to go to Disney plus, but if this had come out in theaters as well, um, I'm sure that it would have, would have gotten some ticket sales, but it deserved a spot in theaters. Yeah. And then I think also just the Batman, but that one's just like, you know, I'm not really sure about that one yet. Not, not in terms of like being like top 10, more just like, I have to give it another watch. And I don't, I had, I don't have enough space yet to give myself another three hours to watch it. I will say the Batman's grown on me. Like, it's
0: not like I did. I didn't dislike it to begin with. Yeah, like, I like it more now than when I first saw it. Okay. I've seen it a couple of times now at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, I have Top Gun, uh, Mad God, the stop motion film that's on Shutter. That's pretty terrific. Marcel the Shell, which we'll talk about oh, soon oh, enough. Oh, yes. Um, there's a wonderful film called Mr. Malcolm's List that came out on Friday that I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. And this Afrofuturist film, Neptune Frost. Yes. Was, you gave uh, me a link to that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a, that's, that is a, if, speaking of like movies that are unlike anything you've seen, that's, mm-hmm. that's certainly in that category as well. Got it. All right. Well, uh, let's uh, let's move on from there. Yeah. Okay. So we're in the middle of our 500th episode, 500, and <laughs> yes. um, we're very tired. <laughs> we. Yeah. And uh, so what we're gonna do now is, uh, you know what? In the midst of everything, you know what? Abe,
1: what what time do you think? It is? I think it's time for a 500 spectacular game session.
0: Hold on, I gotta get the audio <laughs> <idea>, right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Little known fact that's actually the sound that plays every time that Aaron gets his wings. <laughs> it, that's exactly the case.
3: So, how many <laughs> times does Aaron need to get his wings?
1: <laughs> I thought he that was l- like a one and done a bit, type of yeah. deal. Much like, <laughs> my tra- just
0: much like my tarantula, it just sheds off every now and then. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. so Exoskeleton. Um, so, if you can't tell already, we have a couple of guests that have joined us for this portion of the episode. Right now, we have from Battleship Retention Podcast, Mr. David Bax. Thank you for having me. Congratulations on five hundred episodes. Well, thank David. You. And also joining us for movies, Marcus. It is Marcus Robinson.
2: Hey. Anybody seen Lightyear again? We're we're
3: not here to talk <laughs> I, about you.
2: We're, I'm we're putting not... up box office numbers myself. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm putting this on my back.
0: We're not here to talk about your number one pick for the summer movie box office wager.
2: <laughs> putting it on my back. I've seen it like five times already. Let's go.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's fifty dollars. Well, it, instead of doing box office, Marcus, what we've what we've done here is basically. We we wanted to play some games because that's what we've done throughout this 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 podcast through the, the years that we've done this and we figured well yes. what better way to celebrate five hundred and celebrate games than by having a participant that very much dislikes playing games as well as one of the <laughs> one of our participants that really loves playing the games. Wait, wait, wait,
2: hold on. <laughs> oh, wow, okay.
0: Uh, Mar- Marcus, how good Marcus, is- Marcus, wait Marcus, 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 calm down. Because Com- first uh-huh. of course, here's what there's what happened though. Abe and I have made uh, games and we've tailored them to you. No, you shouldn't have
2: told them. No, he oh, needs no. to know this. We need to <laughs> boost his confidence. But that'll be worse when I get smashed. Or it like is this like-
0: because you do so well.
2: Yeah. If you ask me, like, my cousin's name and David answers, then I'm going to be, I'm going to hang up. I'm just (laughs) going to leave. Then David works for the NSA. (laughs) I'm just going to leave.
0: This is going to work out, I'm telling you. Yeah, it's going to be
1: great. Yeah, we uh, we, so we got some games we prepared. And this this should be a fun round of games. Exactly, yeah. We're going to keep your eyes open. We'll give you some eye drops, you know. It's fine.
0: (laughs) So yeah, we'll explain the games, but are you ready? Are you ready to play?
2: Yeah, whatever. Yeah, let's do it. (laughs) David,
0: are you ready? Oh yeah, I was born ready. Let's do it. Oh God! Okay, so here's,
3: here's, here's,
2: here's,
0: here's,
2: He's here's, shooting from half court right now.
0: Here, here's the first. Here's the first game. Here we go. The game is Lars von Trier taglines. <laughs> like, All right. Okay. let okay. okay. go, Marcus. I still
2: feel like I'll lose, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go. Let's. Okay. Okay. okay, so okay got, I have taglines
0: from several Lars von Trier movies, and I'm going to okay. read them out. If you feel you know the answer, you say your name, and then the answer it's it's very straightforward pretty simple Abe you're playing too right of
1: course yeah of course okay I'm only gonna get one of them <laughs> well we'll see
2: Here's it decept- it's deceptively simple well here's here's the first one if you feel
0: like screaming you definitely should that's such a van true yeah Marcus
2: is that the house that Jack built it is the house that Jack built you're on the board right away you you're not shut out
0: at the very least, you're not shut out of this game.
2: Let's go. Okay.
0: <laughs> here's the next one. You don't need eyes to see... David. David. Uh, Mar- oh. Dancer in the Dark? Dancer in the Dark is the right wow. answer. David's Ooh. on the board.
2: I lost um, that because I forgot my name. <laughs> <laughs> <Let's go. laughs>
3: okay, here's the next one.
0: When nature turns evil, true terror awaits. Marcus. Marcus.
2: Criterion's... Antichrist. <laughs> Antichrist <laughs> is the correct it. answer. <laughs> there you go. If they're having a sale this week. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's yeah.
0: Okay, here's here's the next one. Forget about love.
2: Wow. Uh, Marcus.
0: Marcus. Breaking
2: the waves. Breaking the waves.
0: Incorrect. Ooh. David. No.
2: David. Okay.
1: Melancholia. Incorrect. <laughs> April huh. the steel. Um the um, one he made in nineteen ninety seven. That's no, it's not <laughs> that either. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Okay, I know what No it is. points, but you oh. want to guess again?
2: It's it, yeah. Nymphomaniac, right? It's, yep,
0: it is. Wow! Do you have what, a guess? What, as, what, was yeah. the, what
1: was the tagline again?
0: Forget about love. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Do you have a I mean, guess of which? That was like my number is? one. Uh, two. It's a trick question. It's the same for both lines. <laughs> same piece, <yeah. laughs> of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's the next one. Enjoy it while it lasts, David. Okay. David. Melancholia. That is melancholy. Um,
1: that was the only one I was going to try and go for, David.
0: These are all of these taglines exactly fit, by the way. Yeah, they're they're <laughs> yeah. like really self explanatory <laughs> yeah. for the film. Okay, here's the next one. A quiet little town not far from here.
2: Marcus. David. Marcus. <sighs> Dogville.
0: Dogville is the correct answer. Yeah. Look at you, Marcus. I that was, you was just like
3: there's some sort of delay, I think. <laughs>
4: <laughs> here's yeah.
0: the next one. Love is a mighty power. Dave. David. Oh, breaking the waves? That is breaking, the, breaking the waves. The waves. Woo. Yeah. Okay, well, I have one more. Yes. <laughs> Hold on. I didn't think I'd have to use it. <laughs> Here it comes. Uh, oh, what? Okay. Okay. A case of mistaken identity. Who? Uh. A case of mistaken identity. Hmm.
2: Marcus. Marcus, I'm guessing it's one of his like earlier. It's Elements of Crime or something like that.
0: Incorrect. No, this is a 2005 film.
1: 2005. Oh is no, it?
0: it's not the Five oh, Obstructions, is it? God. Incorrect.
3: Okay,
0: 2005. <sighs> I don't know. All right, the answer is Mandalay.
3: Yeah, I mean, oh, I wouldn't have that.
0: forgot that existed, never saw it.
2: <laughs> oh, well, pretty I, forgot that
0: existed. Well, right now we have a tie, and so, oh no, <laughs> and so the way to get over a tie, of course, is to go with um, <laughs> the, the other version of this game. What's the high? What do you think? Here, I'm gonna ask you both right, since it's a tie between David and Marcus. Yeah, yeah. What what is the highest grossing Lars von Trier film at the domestic box office? Marcus, you both get to guess. So Marcus, <laughs> oh, he was he
2: was oh, on okay. his buzzer. I was I was on it. Uh, is it uh, *Dancer in the Dark*?
0: David, what Got do you me, what right? do you think?
3: Well, I was gonna say *Dancer in the Dark*. So just to have a different guess, I guess I'll say *Melancholia*.
0: <sighs> well, *Melancholia* made more than *Dancer in the Dark*. Uh, is it
2: is it? Oh, no. Okay. So it's not either one of those? It's not
0: either one of those. It's actually Breaking the Waves. Wow. Mm -hmm. At the domestic box office.
1: Does David win that game because he was closer?
0: Well, now I'm going to ask you, what's his highest grossing worldwide feature? Oh. I'll give you a hint. It's not Breaking the Waves. Okay, then. Is it Dancing in the Dark? (laughs) Marcus?
2: Um... I have to go with something different. Let me go with something different. I'll go with. Uh, you could
1: you could answer the same thing. Keep the game going. Mm, dude,
2: I I dude, I, I want to get it over with. Um, <laughs> look, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna go with uh, melancholia. That's that is correct. Wow. Marcus, uh, right. wow, Marcus for the win. He squeaks through.
1: Yeah, world ending worldwide box office. I'll if you lost, we're it? gonna have gonna to
2: kick you off. Just David and Abe would be playing. <laughs> I'll take the W. There you go. It's where we remember me as a winner. Right now, now you
1: feel better about yourself. Now Good we move on to the second I, game. Now go. you can
2: now you can knock me down. <laughs> there
1: you <we> go. <laughs> Good job. Well, I've got a game. This second okay. game is called Who Tweeted? Don't oh, know. This is where I will I've pulled <laughs> tweets from David Bex, oh, no. Marcus Robinson, and Aaron Newworth to buzz in if you think you know who tweeted this tweet my tweets are designed to be forgotten (laughs) so
2: (laughs) i think a lot of these were you're about to you're getting me canceled
1: (laughs) yeah let's go (laughs) first one here (laughs) you know what's better than a chicken sandwich staying home david david (laughs) is that david is that me (laughs) that is that is not you no
2: you're you're safe on the aaron marcus Uh, that is a marcus tweet What? When is that? Before I went vegan? What was going on here? I don't remember that. Well, if the better option is staying home,
1: it sounds like it's after you went vegan. Oh yeah, okay.
2: okay, Might have been 2011.
1: Who knows? The next one here. I've seen four new Liam Neeson movies this year, and he's still the most badass in the Lego movie. Marcus. Marcus. No way, that's me.
2: That's that's Aaron. That's an Aaron. That's definitely me. (laughs) Yeah.
1: The next one here. Keanu Reeves in Something's Gotta Give with Francis McDormand. McDormand and Isle of Dogs with Greta Gerwig. Aaron. Aaron. That's me. That is an Aaron tweet, yeah. yeah that's me responding
0: to one of the Cinelinks things. Uh, a yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, tweet. Me.
1: The best part of hashtag Detective Pikachu was Pikachu sitting in the infant car seat. Aaron. Aaron.
0: I don't know if David have seen Detective Pikachu, so I'm going to say Marcus.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That is a Marcus tweet. What?
2: I
3: definitely saw it, but I definitely didn't tweet that.
2: (laughs) Wait a minute. I don't remember remember any of these.
1: I mean, Twitter is designed to be forgetful. Oh, I'm
2: pretty witty. I'm pretty witty. I'm pretty witty.
1: Next one here. Scarlett Johansson is eyeing all the diverse new additions to the MCU and thinking about how she would have played those roles better. And hey, that's me, <laughs>
4: <laughs> David. That isn't
1: David to <laughs> The next one here, this was either going to work or it wasn't. And in Sasha Baron and to Sasha Baron Cohen's credit, it works very nicely. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron. Aaron.
2: <laughs> is that David again? That's not David, no. <laughs>
1: Uh, okay, so Marcus. David, is
3: David. <laughs> it is Marcus. It is Marcus.
1: Okay, Marcus, you Ma- wrote. Why would, <laughs> why, why would I write that? Why would I
2: write that? You gave the movie like four stars. Oh boy, what? <laughs> which what one here? Uh, no, uh, this, which uh, movie, uh, is this movie has, has to be the last one? Uh, the, the dictator. Oh is- <laughs> <laughs> no, no it has, uh, Bruno. Uh, yeah, movie. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah. I did Next like that one. Talladega Nights.
1: <laughs> for a second, I thought it was weird that Oscar Isaac is playing two different characters in the MCU until I <laughs> this remember <is> me. <laughs> David. That is David. <laughs> the rest of the quote is until I remember that Star Wars and the MCU are still technically two different things mm-hmm. for now. <laughs> uh, the next one here: Ooh. You do one Tarantino movie, and suddenly it's Al Pacino Nazi hunter. A- Aaron. Aaron. Is that me? That is you. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> The good the I, I have to be responding to somebody on that one, too. That's the thing. <laughs> could have been. Uh, that next one here. Other Angelinos who have seen ambulance, am I crazy or does one bank robber wear a Versailles Cuban food yeah. hat? This er, is Eric. me. That's <laughs> mine. <Yeah. laughs> that as as the only Angelino on this podcast, yes, that's probably <laughs> yeah, It could have <laughs> been when, when one of you guys were fringely in L.A. Uh, yeah, no one
0: ever
3: responded. No one ever confirmed whether or not one of the bank robbers is wearing a hat from Versailles Cuban
0: restaurant but I'm pretty <laughs> sure he is well, I have the 4k so I'll pause it judiciously
1: <laughs> we should just constantly tweet at Michael Bay too yeah he, uh, the he, next goes, one here. he
0: tends to respond with
1: uh yeah pretty much hashtag <laughs> the next one here I'd listen to a duet album of Will Smith and Harry Connick Jr or watch a Jeff Goldblum Judd Hirsch sitcom <laughs> David David Aaron that is an Aaron
0: tweet. Wow, that's got to be a while ago. <laughs> oh my God. But the answers remain true. I would.
1: <laughs> I, just, I, just can't, I can't recall making this one. The next one here. I'm never going to remember if it's Spider Man colon homeward bound or Spider Man colon news from home or whatever. Aaron. It's David, just Spider Man 3. David. Aaron. David. That is a David tweet.
3: <laughs> I think I just I realize I remember my tweets better than I that's, thought.
0: Yeah, me. you're doing really well for a
1: guy. Well, a like, lot of the deal of right?
3: disdain. So it's <laughs> easy to mark him down. That way. <laughs> I've been the thing is I've been trying the past couple of years, I've been trying to be way more positive on, on, on Twitter, but yeah, you're still it's like, oh, like hockey themed <laughs> or something, sure. <laughs> or Michael Bay's
1: ambulance, a movie that's that's that true. Like. Yeah, yeah, you know, he's he's got a genuine question about the hat. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, call wardrobe in here. Uh, the next one here. The watch. Step up revolution or kill my soul? Decisions, decision.
2: <laughs> is that? Wait. <laughs> uh, David. Market.
1: David.
3: Is that Marcus?
1: That is a Marcus. Wow. Tweet. Yeah. That
2: sounds Dark. like. <laughs>
4: <laughs> you
1: must have really not liked oh. to either watch the watch or step up revolution. Oh wow.
0: To be fair, that is the worst step up movie. So.
1: <laughs> Thank you,
3: Aaron.
0: <sighs> uh, last I, one here.
3: Uh, I saw the watch and I, I might have gone with it. Option number three there. <laughs> had all the
1: <laughs> Last one here. I want someone to look at me the way Clive Owen looks at Will Smith in Gemini Man. Aaron. Aaron. David. That is not a David tweet. This is Never saw me. It. I
2: think. And Marcus. It's that me, is right? a Marcus tweet. Yeah. I. Uh, <laughs> no. Well, I, have to del- really I. just was really I just start deleting
1: stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Don't delete anything. We need to <laughs> David, you pulled away there at the end, six to five versus Aaron in uh, okay. who tweeted. Wow. Okay. Good game. And Marcus on the board with two points. Hey,
3: it's on the board. Oh, all right. yeah. so on Marcus the board, and I have good. one win each for the games, oh, right? No. Correct. David's getting
2: the false, he's getting the false impression that I win games. <laughs> I mean, you got two <laughs> well, points it. here. It's pretty...
0: <laughs> well, here comes the last game. Here we go. Oh, no. This is called the Marcus 500.
2: <laughs> oh, no. what is this? <laughs>
0: I have taken quotes from reviews you've written about movies. Oh, no. going you do this game too? That you might have talked about talked about on this podcast with us. Oh wow.
4: <laughs>
0: uh, and so I'm going to read said quotes from these reviews and one of you has to guess what movie I'm referring to. Okay. I've removed these are all Marcus's <laughs> reviews. These are all Marcus's oh, reviews. I okay. I've removed, I've removed certain words to make sure it's not a complete giveaway. Yeah, yeah, okay. I have some additional okay. hints and. some w- reason. Don't
2: remember. After I write something, I want to get it out of my head as quickly <laughs> as possible. Far- I want to forget I ever wrote it.
0: Well, you better hope that doesn't betray you too much right I, now. Oh God. <laughs> Here's the okay. first one. No, Blank is not a scary movie, but in the same way learning about real life brutalities inflicted upon black bodies throughout history would be, I would classify this as a terrifying watch. Abe. Abe. 12 Years a Slave? Incorrect. I think Mm.
2: so.
0: No. Incorrect. David. David. Get out? Incorrect. (sighs) This is a 2021 film.
1: Mark, you just wrote this like a few weeks ago. It is a.
4: <laughs> Hold on.
3: Yeah. I know I, I, I can't get points at this point, but is it is it Antlers?
2: Incorrect. It is a wow.
3: reboot
0: slash sequel.
2: Oh, it's um, it's uh, uh, Candyman.
0: It is Candyman.
1: Wow. Okay. Okay. I'm glad that you know your work, Marcus.
2: I I really I, you're gonna out me. I don't even write my own stuff. Let's, Marcus, did you guess? <laughs> let's, let's move on. <laughs> did you guess, Marcus? No, he didn't.
0: So he gets the point.
1: <laughs> I, I guess so, Yeah, <laughs> yeah by default
0: Alright, here's the next one The directors placed <laughs> more importance on the premise than visual, visceral authenticity Story aside, this is an emotionless vision of slavery which doesn't stand up to movies like 12 Years a Slave or Django Unchained oh. um, so This is a what
3: vision of slavery?
0: Uh, the directors placed more importance on yeah. the premise than visceral authenticity uh, story aside, this is an emotionless vision of slavery, which doesn't stand up to movies such as 12 Years a Slave or Django Unchained.
1: I know
3: what this are, is, are, but I can't oh, think of Are these all so. movie reviews or could they be TV reviews? Movie, no. They are
1: all movie reviews. Okay. Yeah, man. Um, Abe. Um, Abe? Antebellum. Antebellum is you the correct answer. Woo! That's what
2: it is. <laughs> On the <laughs> board!
1: Oh unfair God. of you I'm to like... pick movies I haven't seen. Just Unfair. <laughs> Okay. So I like, I, I remember we had that discussion on the on the review. It was like, yeah, it was pretty. Yeah. Anyways, here's, here's the next one.
0: Okay. Blank gives a performance that will go down in history as one of the best depictions of a black revolutionary, alongside David Yolowo as MLK and Denzel Washington as Malcolm X. David. David. Judas and the Black Messiah. That is
1: correct. Wow. Yes. Good job. Oh, yeah. Good I mean, job. it's almost as if we wrote. These- <laughs> <laughs> Who wrote that?
2: Who wrote that?
1: Tied all the way Shitty so long. far. Here we
0: go. Here's an oh, one. All
2: three of us are dead? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Oh God. Okay.
0: It must be said that writer-director Blank keeps Blank culturally focused more than any other movie in the Marvel universe. David. Is, this, David. Uh, Mark- is it wait, did I pick the is it Black Panther? It is Black Panther. Yeah, it's Black nice. Panther. <clears throat> Yeah. This is humiliating. Another point for David. Oh. <laughs> you're both you're on the board.
2: Yeah, you're doing you're well. Here's the next one. Oh yeah.
0: These might be getting difficult. Um, <laughs> even if you enjoy this overlong British version of its predecessor, just with more religious asides and painfully sappy Hallmark inspired love story, Cobard in at the end of the day, it'll still be a forgettable film.
2: Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Who wrote that crap?
1: Um... <laughs> um, Abe, Abe, Love Actually.
2: <laughs> what?
1: So that's wrong. Um,
0: <laughs> even if you enjoy this overlong British version of its predecessor, just of more religious asides and a painfully sappy Hallmark-inspired love story crowbarred in, at the end of the day, it's still a forgettable film. I'll note that
1: this is a horror movie. Huh, British predecessor. British version of its predecessor. Right, British version of its predecessor.
4: Hmm. I uh,
0: no idea. The director of this film has the distinction of making two $1 billion grossing films in two different franchises. Wow. I, I don't know. Uh, uh, Mark, it's up to you.
2: I feel like I was supposed to win this game.
0: It is the first sequel <laughs> in a horror franchise. A hmm. horror franchise that has included many spin-offs.
2: But it's is it British. British. It is a. Yeah. It's a conjuring. Are you Two? guessing? I need need a buzz go- in and a guess. Marcus. Marcus. I'm going with. The British British? I'm going to conjuring three.
3: Jesus. No, no.
2: incorrect. Conjuring one. <laughs> conjuring one. What? Pretty guess, Marcus. Marcus.
0: Oh God.
2: I don't know. <clears throat> I
0: thought you were on the track because you said British version of its predecessor. So yes, Conjuring Two is the correct answer. So
3: nobody uh, gets that point.
1: Okay. old I never
3: Conjuring saw Three it.
2: was the British one. Yeah,
3: I never yeah. saw it. So yeah,
2: that's yeah, no, un, very unfair. Very unfair. Blender. Okay. Here's but the next two, one. two is the British one.
0: Okay. I didn't leave a blank here because I don't think it will help. Bill Condon's direction was serviceable, highlighted only by the set design and choreography during the musical numbers. But the CGI was cartoonish to the point of sloppy at times.
3: Uh,
0: Is David? Yeah. Is it?
3: Well, Bill Condon. Is it uh, Mary Poppins Two? Incorrect. I think that's Rob Marshall. That's Rob Marshall. Yeah. Same difference. Kinda. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's why I left in the director's name because I don't
2: think it. Well, read that again
0: bill condon's direction was serviceable highlighted only by the set design and choreography during the musical numbers but the cgi was cartoonish to the point of sloppy at times
1: hmm.
2: and i wrote this
0: yes it really
3: sounds like <laughs> mary poppins too <laughs> well if you, if you feel like that's in the right area i mean you you insist that that's a rob marshall movie but it really sounds like you're talking about mary poppins too <laughs>
2: i don't know i'm gonna go i'm um, marcus yes I'm going to go with Beauty and the
1: Beast. It is Beauty and the Beast. Wow. <laughs> yeah, not a Beauty and the Beast? Yes. 92's Beauty and the Beast? The live-action remake of no, like live Beauty and the Beast. Remake. Okay, good. The
2: 2017.
1: I was like, how dare you? You can leave. Hey, hey, remember,
0: Marcus had to write these reviews, and he had to be on the show talking about these movies with us. Got it.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, yeah, Love, Actually, and Beauty and the Beast are probably not going to be on here. <laughs> You know, British, not good. <laughs> Okay, here's the next one. The difference between blank and, a- and an actual blank is one carries a gritty raw authenticity and the other stars Paul Giamatti. Wow.
2: What? Oh my God. Mm. <laughs>
0: uh, is it-
3: no, this is too old. Never mind. I was going to say Cinderella Man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Might be too old. Yeah.
0: The difference between blank and an actual blank is one carries a gritty raw authenticity and the other stars Paul Giamatti.
1: Wow, I mean that's a good quote. This is a biopic.
3: I don't know. It's not an Amazing Spider-Man Two. That's,
1: yeah, I was like, my brain is going there. But, <laughs> but did they really talk about him being a Russian guy in the in the trades?
0: I mean, he is Russian, the, the Rhino. But. Uh,
1: I don't. I don't know.
0: There's a 2015 it's ca- musical biopic. Musical
3: musical know. and that Paul Giamatti's in yeah I'm trying to think of musical
0: that. as in the subject is a musician not that the movie is a musical itself <laughs> oh I see uh,
3: is it love and mercy
0: you're so on the right track oh, but it's wow. not <laughs> oh man. Paul
3: Giamatti's definitely in that movie yeah and he's it. definitely yeah. in another
0: movie where he plays a very similar role <laughs> oh wow I don't know the answer is straight out of Compton oh Marcus, you know that I have you on for mostly black movies, right? You recall this fact. That's right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I
2: feel like I made this so easy for you. Uh, yeah.
1: Who won that game? I did. It's not oh. over yet. We got two. More. Oh, it's not over yet. Yeah. Here's the oh, next it's
2: one. not over yet. Okay.
1: We no, got two yes, more.
0: Okay. You and okay. David yeah. and Marcus are both tied. So. Oh, great. Here's the next one. <laughs> Most of blank scared me in a way that kept me up at night. Not necessarily causing me to stare into a dark corner waiting for something to jump out. But more so marinating in thought mulling over films more dis- the films more disturbing ticks hmm.
2: i will note this marcus. is a an- guess yeah marcus it's a wait wait what, finish that no 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 you get a guess <laughs> i'm going to guess hereditary it is hereditary nice
0: wow wow. <laughs> wow good job marcus like it's not super descriptive but i but i thought causing me to
1: stare at a dark corner like that's pretty
0: specific if you think about it yeah you, like, know, if-
1: you don't want to see your mom crawling around in the corner
0: there we go. <laughs> okay, here's the last one. How they go about it may seem ridiculous at first, but through the power of good filmmaking, blank turns into an Ocean's Eleven movie only with superpowers that had me leaning forward in my seat for most of it. Hmm.
3: It's David, here.
0: the Avengers?
3: That's Incorrect. <laughs> Marvel's The Avengers. Incorrect. Still, <laughs> uh, Avengers Assemble. In, is that the UK title? Is, <laughs> the, the title is not is the issue. Is it lo, Los Vengadores?
1: <laughs> you know, a lot of these international titles. Maybe.
2: This has to be Superman versus Batman, right? This is...
1: You didn't write a
0: review for Superman.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I know that. Really <laughs> okay, go read it again.
0: How they go about it may seem ridiculous at first, but through the power of good filmmaking, Blank turns into an Ocean's Eleven movie only with superpowers that had me leaning forward in my seat for most of it.
3: Is it oh I don't know if I'm allowed to guess anymore. I already had a guess. Well, let's see
0: if Marcus has a a guess. Okay. Okay. I don't have one. Marcus, you have a guess?
2: Uh
0: a superhero movie that turns into an Ocean's Eleven?
2: I'm gonna I I was gonna guess the Avengers uh, Part one of something. What's the title of that? Okay, so none of
0: that's right.
3: (laughs) 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 David, do you have a second guess? Is it Ant-Man?
0: No, it's not Ant-Man. It's not Ant-Man. So the answer is Avengers: Endgame. That Uh, is the answer. The one with the the time heist. Right. The movie.
2: (laughs) What did I say? I said part part one. You said part one of
0: something. It's not part one. It's part two. And part part something is not a title of the movie. i got close that was i
2: cool.
1: think you actually won that game
2: i mean i don't think so yes you did win this by game. one uh-huh. one by one yeah thank you thank you i'm, I'm taking defeated. a bout. can't it's okay maybe next time i'm taking a i mean david to your, to your credit you got closer <laughs> than marcus <laughs> <on> the last <laughs> <question>. yeah <laughs> good job
1: for not wow. having written or read these reviews you did a really good job david wow
2: this is a character assassination <laughs> <laughs> okay, <let's go.
1: laughs> well gentlemen
0: thanks for joining us for games yeah very much appreciate your efforts here and appreciate having you guys on for the the many years that you've been on a part of the show with us uh but yeah thanks for playing games thanks for
2: having us Congrats-
0: right. congratulations again thank you
2: yes thanks. congratulations yes keep going <laughs> okay so now let's move on to
0: something fun that we've talked about doing off air but we've never actually done mm-hmm and and we wanted to try it out here because it's the 500th episode, of course.
1: And let's be silly and wacky. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so um, what we want to do is um, because it's it's Fourth of July weekend. Yes. We decided what if we took like a number of big summer movies. Whatever they are, comedies, adventures, what have you, and took some scenes from them and acted out those key scenes from those films.
1: More like line, now, line you,
0: readings. Now, now you, you might, well, I, I put in my full acting weight. Wow, weight, so, I can is, see the wig is, on you right now, which is considerable. I know. Uh, you might be
1: asking now, why? <laughs> it's well, this is
0: gonna. I think this is gonna be fun. That's
1: why I have a simple answer. Mm-hmm. Because we can. <laughs> All right, (laughs) that's good. Okay, so the
0: first film we're going to do is a little 1975 classic referred to as Jaws from director Steven Spielberg.
1: I'd like to add, I haven't seen this film in a long time, or in a while. Mm -hmm. I don't know how these tones go, so whoever you decide for me to be, I'm going to read it the way that I am interpreting it.
0: Okay, well, I will take the Brody role uh, from Rob from... I was gonna say Rob Schneider from from Rob Schneider. <laughs> <laughs> and you can take Richard hooper role. Got it. Okay. I believe there might be an Ellen Brody uh, role. It's okay, we'll we'll uh, there as
1: well. We can. We- yeah, we're gonna do voices and throw it. <laughs> okay, so these are these are
0: <laughs> needless to say these are cold readings. Yeah, of course. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's
1: we just, would we wouldn't cheat the listeners by like you know practicing these and then just coming in here like sounding like pros. No, we're giving mm-hmm. you raw unfiltered content. Okay. So we're gonna do. We're gonna try this out. We got a few more after this, so be ready.
0: But why don't you give me give me a three, two, one action?
1: Okay. All right, everybody, roll on set. Three, two, one,
0: action. Is it true that uh, most people get attacked by sharks in three feet of water, about ten feet from the beach? Yeah. And that, uh, and and that before people started to swim for recreation, I mean before the sharks knew what they were missing, that a lot of these attacks weren't reported that's right now now this shark that 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 swims alone rogue what's it what's it called Ro- rogue rogue yeah now this guy he keeps he keeps swimming around in a place where the feeding is good until the food supply is gone right
1: it's called territoriality it's just a theory that I happen to agree with
0: the, then why don't we have one more drink and go down to the cut that shark Then why don't we go have one more drink and go down and cut that shark open?
1: Martin, can you do that?
0: I can do anything. I'm the chief of police.
1: Do you like my Ellen Brody?
0: That was something.
1: (laughs) Is that actually how the Brody character sounds?
0: Not at all. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. I was like,
1: I don't think that he sounds like he's more suave, right? But Hooper also not that way.
0: Hooper definitely not that way. I mean he's Brody's drunk at the time when he talking these lines. I, you know, okay. I tried I try to sell the ease back like late in. Yeah. Show okay.
1: for it. All right. Well, listeners, give us a rating when you listen to it.
0: Okay, so next up <laughs> You have to balance these lines. I love it, yeah. Uh next up we have a uh, we have um a fil- a film uh, Sandlot. Yes. Uh
1: the nineteen ninety-three coming first of TV age. Ever
0: nice. Um, there's a number of roles in this scene. Uh, I'm going to let you do Ham. Okay. Uh, I will take on every other character. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> Check this out. I'm the great Bambino. What? I'm the great Bambino. I don't know why I'm sounding like this. I, I,
0: why? Is, you got to mumble it more. He's got stuff in his mouth. <laughs> yeah. What?
1: I'm the Great Bambino!
0: Oh... Who's that? I had no idea what they were talking about.
2: What did he say?
0: What, were you born in a bar, man? Yeah, yeah, what planet are you from? <laughs> but there was no way I could let them know.
1: You never heard of the Sultan of Swat?
0: The Titan of Terror?
1: The Colossus of Clout? The
0: Colossus of Clout?
1: The King of Crash, man!
0: So? I lied. Oh! The Great Bambino, of course. I I thought you said the Great
1: Bambi. <laughs> that would be dear. Scene. <laughs> <laughs> we're totally getting these acting jobs. Okay.
0: <laughs> we definitely crushed that one.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I hope the listeners are enjoying this because, you know, it's pretty tough when we're doing it on the spot here. All right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> our uh, our next our next film that we're going for here. Do you want to be Johnny? Sure. Okay. Our next film is 1991's Point Break, featuring one Patrick Swayze and one Keanu Reeves.
1: Ninety seconds, Johnny. That's all I ask for. Just ninety seconds, of your life, Johnny. That's it. This is our tactic, and we strike fear. Once we get them peeing down their leg, they submit. And also, about fear, fear causes hesitation, and hesitation causes your worst fears to come true.
0: I can't do this.
1: Yes, you can. Who knows? You might like it.
0: Bodie. this is your fucking wake-up call, man. I am an FBI agent.
1: Yeah, I know, man. Ain't it wild? That's what makes it so interesting. You can do what you want. Make up your own rules. Why be a servant of law where you can be this master?
0: Really, really morphed into, uh, Gil- <laughs> into a Bobcat yeah, Goldflake there. A Gilbert
1: Gottfried impersonation. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Our last one. <laughs> our last one here uh we have a a one from a film called oceans (laughs) 11 soderbergh's remake of oceans 11 um you be (laughs) ruben i'll take ruben and
1: um and i'll I'll, i guess i'll be rusty you do you
0: you rusty i'll do the dannys okay
1: yeah okay okay
0: (laughs) this is a great scene (laughs) yeah Give Dominic your addresses. I got some remainder, <laughs> remainder furniture I want to sell you. Look, just out of curiosity, which three casinos did you geniuses decide to rock? Uh,
1: the Bellagio. Bellagio,
0: the Mirage, and the MGM brand. Those are Terry Benedict's casinos. Is that right? That's right. You guys, what do you got against Terry Benedict? What do you have against him? That's the question. He torpedoed my casino muscled me out. Now he's gonna blow it up next week to make way for some gaudy monstrosity. Don't think I don't know what you're doing. What are we doing Reuben? If you're gonna steal from Terry Benedict, you better goddamn know this sort of thing used to be civilized. You'd hit a guy, he'd whack you, done. But with Benedict, at the end of this, he'd better know you're not involved. Not know your names or think you're dead because he'll kill you and then go to work on you. That's, that's why we're going to have to be very careful, very precise.
1: Mm, well funded.
0: Yeah, you got to be nuts too. And you're going to need a crew as
1: nuts as you are. And scene. <laughs> well, that was our first go around of uh, movie line readings. We, we've knocked them out. Yeah, tell us what you think. I think that we should incorporate these <laughs> in every episode. Definitely cold readings. Especially with like with guests, I think it'd be really fun. Just to be like, "Hey, Marcus, do this line." <laughs> we love you, Marcus. You did well in games. Um, okay.
0: <laughs> okay, so, yeah, we've we've uh, we've gone through some stuff here. We did <laughs> some it. That, some, some that we had fun with. Some that we certainly read out loud and made work. Um, <laughs> and if nothing else, you got a movie review out of it. But that's going to bring us to the end of this 500th episode. But before we get to our plugs and all the stuff that we normally do here, just want to say, you know, we've obviously been doing this show. We're going to keep doing it. Um, stuff's coming down the pike, of course. we got plenty of new movie reviews on mm-hmm. the way. It's still summer. We still have plenty of summer. You know, Thor is next week. Never heard of it. Still have bullet train. We still got, you know, lots of movies to talk about. A little on the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know. We'll see about like whatever other you know newer stuff shakes out. We always like playing with the show, playing with the format, playing with ideas. Um, I know, I know, Abe and I certainly like to talk about like what else we can do to kind of mix things up a bit. We hope the listeners are you know enjoy that as well mm-hmm. as we kind of experiment and play with things. Uh, and of course, commentary tracks. Would <laughs> the show be without its monthly commentary tracks as well? Um, and with all that in mind, uh, you know, we five hundred episodes and more, given everything that we've done, uh, just big you know huge thank yous to yeah. everyone that's you know listened you know, you know this far along and has continued to stick with us uh, as well as all the guests um that have, that have come along and been on the show and continue to be a part of it um there's certainly you know many uh, recurring people that have been on here that are you know we really like having on there's you know others that we like getting on for the first time and you know hopefully getting them back again sometime mm-hmm. um i i know you know we've so, you know we've met a lot of different film critics and cinephiles and whatnot through this podcast we brought on filmmakers through this podcast um my uh, lovely girlfriend of course has been on this podcast frequently and i love having her on here as well and she's a great presence always um there's 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 so much good stuff that we can like bring to this as far as the kind of diversity that we have the amount of people
1: and what we're able to accomplish by doing this silly show week after week. Yeah. Certainly just want to echo your sentiments there. Thank everybody that has been listening to us throughout the years. You know, some old, some new. Feel free to drop us a line. Let us know what you like, didn't like, and also just I don't know anything that you want us to say. I mean, we're probably gonna read it on the air anyway. But yeah, certainly a big thank you to our our guests that have been on through uh throughout the years. Um, old, new, those that uh, uh we've had on like super old in the past that you know we still keep in touch with, but just aren't on as much anymore. Um, but it's, it's certainly been a ride and Aaron, you know, congrats on 500. Um, I know that it's been over 500 because we, we just do so much. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, this is such a milestone and it, it's really just kind of like as cliche as it sounds like it's really kind of just a start because we have tons of ideas for the show.
0: Congrats to you too, Abe.
1: We've you. Uh, done this show together for over 10
0: years, over 11 years now. <laughs> and, um, we're always trying to surprise each other <laughs> when it comes to <laughs> what we can do on this thing. Uh, this, I believe uh, you, but my rid- Tommy gun don't. This ridiculous show. <laughs> but, um, but no, certainly, you know, it's as long as it's fun and it always is, we're going to keep doing it. Um, so that's that's our promise to you. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, with all of that said, uh, you can find all the episodes about Now with our
1: name on iTunes, Boom, Spotify, and Stitcher. SoundCloud, Podomatic, and L O D. Feel free to email us at outnowpodcasts at gmail.com. Or you can write on our Facebook wall, Facebook, outnowpodcast am or tweet at us at twitter.com slash outnow underscore podcast.
0: And of course, there's our Instagram page, instagram.com slash outnow underscore podcast as well. And of course, there's our stuff. I write for Lila
1: Entertainment, We Live Entertainment, We Live Entertainment, Wise Blue, some variety of things. I'm on Twitter, Aaron's PS4, Abe. I'm from my Instagram, abe.mua, and twitter.com slash walrusmoose, hashtag hanging up the phone.
0: Next week we'll be talking Thor: colon, Love and Thunder, the Ooh. fourth Thor movie from once again director and co-writer. it's the fourth Thor movie. Yeah, what do you think Ragnarok was?
1: Oh yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, <laughs> oh, wow.
0: It's Thor four, still Thor.
1: Yeah, okay. Oh, wow. Fourth,
0: yeah. Tyka's back. Everybody's back. <laughs> Literally everybody's back. Portman's yeah. back. I mean, you got it all. Gang's all there. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably not Loki.
1: Oh, like you know who's not back? <laughs> Kate Blanchett. So.
0: Probably not, but um, who knows? I do because I've seen it already, but I'm not telling you. <laughs> not um, <laughs> but, um, but yes, we will be talking Thor, Love and Thunder. Abe, here's a fun question: okay. How much do you think Thor is going to make next weekend for I its opening? For its opening weekend, let me let me give you some context. Let yeah. me throw let me throw some things your way. Okay, find, the, find those stats real quick. Sure, Thor a oh, load slower. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's see. That oh, this should be simpler. Thor, there we go. Okay, so the first Thor, which was, I believe episode eight on our podcast, mm-hmm. uh, opened to f- sixty five billion. Okay? The second Thor opened to eighty five million. Thor Ragnarok opened to one hundred and twenty two million. Oof. Now, Thor
1: one was a May release. The right. other two were November releases. This okay. is a J- big July release. It was also post-pandemic or in the pandemic time period. How much did, um uh, well, not millions, but how much did Jurassic World make uh, in its opening? Was it like, in the 80s? No, like 150. Oh, wow. <laughs> Doctor Strange made 187. Holy cow. I mean, are people going to go still see millions after this? Um, I'm going to say a solid 121 million. That's a pretty good guess. Yeah. Like it's, that's right around,
0: that's, that's on par with Ragnarok and varying factors. I'm going to, I'm going to go a little more optimistic. Okay. Go a little bit higher. I'm going to say 140. I hope so because it's my number two movie on my, <laughs> on my thing, <laughs> I'm going to say 140. I have no idea what it goes higher. I don't know. The Boggle has been crazy as yeah. far as these opening weekends go. Like it could be anywhere right now. Uh, we'll see what happens. So yeah. One. So you say 121. I'm saying 120. 140. Yeah. Got it. Okay. okay. Uh, yours is closer to the running time than mine is it's two, it's like two hours it's, it's oh, a relatively huh. short Marvel movie which is yeah. refreshing <laughs> what are they doing paying attention to our bladders now <laughs> so we'll, we'll see how that shakes out next week but we will talk about Thor Love and Thunder next week um, for, 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 with all of that being said uh, thanks again to the listeners for listening thank you for to uh, Marcus and David for joining us for games earlier thank you Marcus, thank you David and uh, yeah that's going to do it for this week's episode this 500th episode Woo! of Out Now with Aaron and Abe So until next time, so long
1: and goodbye. I was, um, you know, how our, our recordings are usually like an hour and a half, two hours long, and mm-hmm. so I was waiting for it to render, and it rendered in like two minutes after we ended the call. And I'm like, oh, oh yeah, that's right, it was like a thirty-minute call. So yeah,
0: that was a lot quicker. We're like <laughs> the the Elvis one. I I was like it was what? like waiting for a while. It was like okay, I guess I'm just gonna leave. <laughs> like I, I can't just sit here <laughs> yeah, it's taking no, so long. I usually but do that
1: too. I'm like I hope it doesn't go to sleep and then just like stops. But yeah, maybe, see, I
0: have like I have like a set setup,
1: so it won't like sleep for. a a good long while, depending yeah. on I have like little, you know. Why are you making it, your computer work so hard then? You it won't like, let your computer sleep. How dare you? It's twenty twenty two, Aaron. Peter can do what it wants to do. It could, <laughs> it could, it could use the. It could. It could, sleep, it could take a rest,
0: or it could, you know, cycle clean itself. I don't know what the computer cycle does. clean itself. I don't, I don't ask. Defragging. I don't, I don't ask it its business. I have a defrag set timer <laughs> every day. Got to defrag.
1: Can't just not defrag. That's Can't just for, not uh, be frag can't just not defrag that's 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 that's, an amateur. that's what they said at, at microsoft in 1997 that's an amateur's <laughs> game right there yeah it's an amateur's game mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. so in
0: conclusion the computer does what it wants to do <laughs> so, okay all right yeah this is Kinda. how westworld started exactly play some of the trailer for the black one hello <old> grabber here <laughs> <laughs>